hello everybody and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in water to hay now that's actually not what we're doing today we're going to be going into ravnica uh using the setting that was published by wizards of the coast last year under the Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica, which is actually one of the best source books that you can possibly get for a setting. It includes a lot of monsters that have been reflavored from Magic the Gathering to be able to have D&D stat blocks, and the teams work together for quite a while to actually be able to bring about a truthful uh, hybrid of the two uh, of the two games. Now, uh, I would also like to say today is April second and you are loved and that's an important thing to remember also today is tuesday at 5 30 p.m pacific standard time this is where we go live for all of you audio cast listeners who might be uh just joining in now and you can find us at the same url that you find uh you know your audio cast at which is indooradventures.com a thing depending on if it's like podbean it comes first if it's anchor or spotify or itunes it comes second but now across the internet galaxies indoor adventures that is where you can find us and that is a very important thing to remember uh for now for now who knows maybe in like a year or so i'll just be like indoor adventures is a lame name we need to switch it to indoor air conditioning quality repair podcast the tabletop rpg uh, you know, we'll shorten it to something, I bet. Uh, but, uh, yes, yeah, so you'd find us across all of the mediums uh, as indoor adventures. Also, hey, guy, did you know that you can get some sweet merch like the, uh, the real dragons were the friends that we made along the way, which, honestly, with all of the new information about Blake, seems very accurate. We also have our amazing Moon Maidens t-shirt that Greybeard is displaying, as well as several of us have the Indoor Adventures mug, which on Thursday I'm going to be getting the much larger mug that's Greybeard sized, uh, as it was 15 ounces rather than 11. So instead of being a, more akin to a drinking bowl for my cat, it is an actual <laughs> mug, you know, for people. Uh, unless you want your cat to have a mug, in which case I'm not going to be the guy to tell you no. However, I will be the guy to tell you that we are going to be kicking off tonight uh, with our Ravnica game. That again, I am very excited for. The last time we played a uh, session of Ravnica, it was for our Extra Life 2018 tabletop extravaganza, where we ended up playing tabletops for 24 hours straight. Uh, at least myself and RJ did, and hour 23 and a half was probably the hardest part of the entire day. Uh, but I plan on doing it again. RJ, I can see in his face that that's a no. He doesn't want to do the entire 24 hours, but we're going to try and figure something out to help raise money for charity. I might. It depends if I have work that day. That's totally mm. fair, because you went into work the next day like a crazy person. Uh, I had a 10-hour shift. Speaking of being, <laughs> a, uh, of being a crazy person, who are you playing tonight? Hey, everybody. I'm RJ, and I'll be playing Lox, the Civic Hybrid Sorcerer. All right, GB, who are you playing? I will be playing Wuta, the uh, hunter. He's a ranger, and he is a loxodon, an elephant man. 
Yes. All right. Satan, who are you playing? I will be playing Zarya Thorntree, the Celestine Initiative, who's a centaur and a druid. Excellent. And Wings, who are you playing? I'm playing Daka! Uh, I'm going to be a centaur rogue scout who is clanless and ready to murder. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, last time, uh, well, also, I'm the indoor adventurer, and I will be your dungeon master. Uh, so, last time we left off for Daka, Lox, and Tuna, the shark puppy, uh, which came about as a donation from our dear friend, uh, Cyberwolf1201. Put some woos in the motherfucking chat if you uh, are a fan of said wolf. Um, he gave us Tuna, the shark puppy. So, uh, during that extra life adventure, Daka and Lox, you guys were charged by none other than Teza Orshov, the, at the time, leader of the Orshov Guild. Uh, who said that if you would do uh, a set of tasks for her, that she would be willing to forgive the debt that your families have indebted themselves in, in some form or fashion, to the Orzhov Guild. Or whether it is your family or your guild, there was some reason why each of you were drawn in to work for Teso Orzhov. Uh, in that mission, the, you found out that the Rakdos Guild had actually called upon a Dybuk, uh, a very horrifying little creature that could possess dead bodies and use them to contort in very horrifying ways. Uh, and this creature had found itself into the maze of the Draco genius Niv-Mizzet himself. Thankfully, though... Uh, you guys were able to quickly navigate through these tunnels with the help of two of your Minotaur friends, uh, Oxlin and oh god, what was the other? What was the other Minotaur? It was and, Oxyclean and Shamwow. Yes, I remember uh, Shemra. Shemra, Shemra, and Oxlin were the two were the two Minotaurs. You were correct. Uh, and with their help, as well as the help of your Loxodon monk friend, Bruce Lee, you guys were able to put an end to this die book, uh, and then return to Tesa Orshov and got your debts cleared. Now, uh, what has happened since then is that Tesa is no longer the leader of the Orshov guild, the old guard, essentially. A group of spirits who call themselves the Council Obzadat were able to take over, uh, or at least reclaim their rightful places as they believed leading the Orshov faction. But that is more to just put that into perspective for you guys, because... The four of you are actually not going to be working for Tesa this time around. However, uh, they are go uh, you have been contracted by the leader of the Simic Guild, Prime Speaker Zagana. Uh, and she has called upon all of you uh, for a variety of reasons. Primarily, uh, she is seeing this as a good opportunity uh, for Lox to further himself within the Simic Guild as a whole. Uh, as your experimentations and helping out in the hybrid chambers has actually helped uh, the Simic Guild out quite a bit since the last time you guys were in Ravnica. So, uh, what has happened? Uh, 
and Daka, this is as far as you are aware as well, is that something has escaped into the Grohl stomping lands. Something large, something massive. The Grohl themselves are almost religiously associated with what they describe as Nephilim, just these large unsightly creatures that roam the desert almost like when you can see something at the bottom of the ocean for the first time but then you extrapolate it out and it's just massive so you have creatures with large bulbous pores that seem to inflate them like frogs mouths but also crawl around on insect-like fingers across the ground there are others that seem like they have uh they also seem like they have large uh either spikes or protrusions, and they are just nasty amalgamations of you're not sure what. Uh, however, you have been confronted, Daka, because you have heard that there is a new Nephilim out there. Uh, one that has come about rather quickly, and it is actually uh, helping to further the borderline religious fervor that the razor boar tribe has uh as they are very much looking forward to the rise of what they would believe to be these old gods uh which you would know them to be these nephilim seeing as how you are clanless you have actually been approached by the clan leader uh of the burning tree clan the head of the Grohl, uh what most other guilds recognize as the head of the Grohl guild uh, as they consider most of the clans to just be Grohl. uh borborygmos a large one-eyed uh Almost looks like a minotaur, but it is more of like a cyclops with horns, uh, who has confronted you and offered you uh, offered you a home, offered you family within Burning Tree, uh, if you are able to put a stop to uh, the uh, put, put a stop to what Domri Raid uh, Domri Raid believes to be uh, the second coming of these old gods, as Borborygmos does not believe. Uh, he, he assumes that this is some kind, he rightly assumes that this is some kind of simic bullshit going on, uh, as he knows that, uh, one of his former contacts within the simic guild, Mormor Vig, uh, is a, is a chief biologist within the city itself, uh, or at least within the areas of it that are simic based. And this was the kind of thing that Mormir Vig would occasionally do. Uh, either release one of these large experimental creatures uh, from the Simic Guild out into the stomping lands just to see what its survivability rates would be, or sometimes things would get out of the test facility and they would just make their way to the stomping lands, as that is a place where there is no city to really try and keep them pinned. Uh, so that is why you have been called Daka. Uh, and as you are uh, entering into uh, into this large building, oh, sorry, uh, you see that there are high rises and arch archways inside. Uh, but all of the architecture in here, where you're very used to the Grohl style of architecture, where it is jagged and rough and 
crumbling stone that is almost revered for how well it has withstood the test of time. It seems like the styling of the Simic growth chambers is almost entirely organic. That a lot of the metal, while has been shaped, has been shaped in such a way that you know that there's no smith who could have possibly done this. Uh, and touching up against some of these structures as well you don't feel stone you don't feel metal you feel something almost fibrous to it uh but at that point it's like you know what the simic are weird i really don't want to know more about why this wall feels slightly fleshy at times uh but you have found your way deep within the uh deep within the hybrid chambers to uh to the breeding pool and this is usually where uh, new uh, Simic hybrids are created. People like your, I'll say friend in very large quotations, locks. Uh, I'm not sure how you guys feel about each other. After we do some introductions, we'll find out more about that. Uh, but you make your way into uh, just down this hall and into what would appear to be a waiting room. Uh, and this waiting room has uh again just a very tall archway leading up to it and then kind of widens out uh where these kinds of uh doorways as you get further in they become less tall and become more round like they were to fit a possibly wider creature uh rather than one that stretched up like a giant uh and as you look around in this waiting room uh having quickly moved there uh, with your scout-like abilities, because 80-foot movement speed is ridiculous. That is preposterous. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. Uh, so, as you make your way there, uh, you find yourself resting in front of this large pool of water. And it looks very clear, and looking down into the water, you can see that there is a plethora of bright corals and underwater mushrooms that are actually growing, kind of sparsed throughout. Uh, and as you wait here, uh, you're not particularly sure how long you felt like you waited, uh, as for the most part, uh, a lot of the waiting that you do typically feels like forever because you're you just move at a faster pace than others uh but what after after what would be about five minutes or so uh you actually start hearing the sound of hooves uh against the ground uh zadia what does daka see while waiting in front of this large pool as you enter in um, you see a very tall, an eight-foot-tall centaur coming in, and she has uh, very tan skin, um, dark black hair tied in, like, a little bit like what I have now. It's like little, like, loops of hair. And she has white tattoos on her forehead and face and all over her body, and a big Clydesdale-style horse, a black horse body with, like, white little tufts on her feet. And she is wearing, if anybody's seen the art, she is wearing her armor because she's been called here on like official business. But usually she's a chits out kind of girl. <laughs> so yeah, and she has, a, she has a shield on her bag, a wooden shield and a staff that looks like it's been like very artfully crafted and has vines and leaves on it. Okay. 
so yeah, uh, Daka, you just see this other, much cleaner looking centaur uh, approach you uh, into this chamber. And uh, Zadia, are you going over to this other centaur, or are you kind of just going off and hanging out in your own uh, particular place? You can tell by the style of armor that Daka has on, as well as some of the colorations uh, that they have in their gear, that this is a member of the Grohl. Okay. Um, and please remind me the name of who we're waiting for. Uh, you know that you are currently waiting to speak with Prime Speaker Zagana. Zagana? Okay, so I will go up to Daka and, and be like, hello, are you here to see Zagana as well? Daka will nod curtly. Uh, Daka is a, a full head shorter than Zadia. Um, she's got like this plume of red hair kind of styled up in a mohawk. Um, she's wearing studded leather armor with uh, bare arms that are just like rippling with muscle. Um, but she is fairly short for a centaur. Um, but don't tell her that because I that might be the last thing you ever say to anyone. Um, and she's got a, a swipe of black uh, war paint across her eyes. And she's just kind of regarding Zadia with this, like, prideful... Uh, I, I want to say she's kind of, like, looking her up and down, trying to decide what kind of person this is. Zadia's just looking her down. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. and, and as she's waiting, she's either, like, stone still like a statue or just pacing. It's There's no in-between. If... I would know that I'm not really getting much out of her other than that. So I would probably just like walk a little, like a couple feet away and just kind of sit and wait and just. <sighs> yep. Daka will pace. Arms crossed. Okay. So I was just like watching her. <laughs> All right. So as the two of you wait there and you exchange uh this brief set i would call them pleasantries but they seemed more like curtleys you just <laughs> kind of have this interaction between the two of you uh and i'd like for the both of you to make perception checks oh, oh no don't do that please. am i any good at perception i am i'm excellent at perception Ooh, uh, i got 16. I got 19. Okay. Uh, yeah, so if you had rolled low enough, uh, you would not have been able to hear uh, these large padded feet kind of making their way down the hallway. Uh, you can tell that the steps that are that this body is carrying or that these feet are carrying uh, belong to a heavier creature. Uh, Possibly something closer to large size, but you aren't necessarily sure. Uh, Wu-Ta, what do they see as you enter into this chamber with the large pool uh, and you see these two centaur? A massive elephant man, a loxodon, uh, as you would know because you grew up on this world, unlike GB who didn't. Um, so uh, 
large elephant man. He's got a hand on a battle axe on each side of his belt, and he, he lumbers in very, very ponderously, but quietly, except for the suit of chain mail he has on that kind of with each step. Um, he's got a, a longbow, which does not look massive, across his back, and two spears also uh, in a, a, a quiver on his back. On his side, he has a set of longbow arrows, again, because he's eight feet tall and, and probably six feet wide. Uh, they don't look very big either. Um, other than that, he's dressed in greens and browns, and uh, he has uh, some some scars on his face um, and probably his forearms, you would see. But uh, gray of skin um, and not much in the way of hair. <laughs> uh, big tusks, and uh, that's him. All right. Is he taller than Zadia? We no. are about the same height. Yeah, we are about the same height. Mm -hmm. Just a real big boy. Big boy. But they won't let me be large, wizards. <laughs> but but I believe Loxodon get the ability where they count as large for most. Yeah, you, the, you power, the powerful build. Mm -hmm. Yep, you count as large for pushing and shoving. Now, okay, question then, since I am technically a medium creature, can I ride a centaur? Centaur? <laughs> Our centaur yes, also means <laughs> if you ask nicely. All right. Yeah. That was like a social faux pas. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was me asking <laughs> from a different planet. I, you know. <laughs> all right. Sorry, that's me. That's all right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Zadia and Daka, you see this large loxodon. Uh, very quietly make their way into the waiting chamber as well. And Zadia will say hello in Loxodon because she knows Loxodon. Yeah. yeah. He returns it and uh, does a flourish with his trunk uh, to uh, accentuate said, uh, said move. And he bows and he responds, so we shall travel together today then. Like if did you ask if we will be traveling together yeah, or yeah, me yeah, and yeah. Daka? Okay. Well, so we will be traveling together today okay. then is his assumption. Yeah. It seems so. If you can keep up. Hmm. Okay. Well, maybe you'll have the monster down by the time I get there. <laughs> Zarya will stand up to her full height, which is your height, Uta, and she'll go to you, like, shake your, like, go and shake your hand. Right. Big... And she introduces herself, like, Zarya Thorntree, nice to meet you. Very pleasant. Very pleasant. <laughs> and he says that part in common. Uh, and earlier when uh, Daka was talking, he spoke common, too. Yeah. Because otherwise that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, no. Exactly. That's what I was like. <laughs> she, just said, she just said hello and doc locks it into like show off a little bit. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. so as the three of you kind of uh, introduce yourselves to each other, uh, you all hear what sounds like uh, rushing water. 
and as you look behind where this large pool is, you can see that it stretches throughout most of the room. Uh, and almost uh, in a moon style curve uh, where it just seems to take up a good three quarters of this room with the other being where you guys have been standing, sitting, uh, talking amongst yourselves. And you see that the water inside actually begins to quicken in pace uh, and it begins to go into almost like a whirlpool uh, where it just begins going faster and faster and faster into the circuitous motion uh, until eventually uh, you instead of where normally you would see it go down towards the bottom you see the water begin to rise up still just spinning inside of itself until it forms a large pillar uh, just in the center almost facing towards the lot of you um, and as you continue to look around, you see that there is a massive school of fish that begins to swim underneath in this large pool as well. And they follow through in this circular motion until eventually the school finds itself inside of this pillar. And the fish themselves are bright colors of blue and green and some yellows. Uh, and there are one or two actually very dark black fish almost like they are this onyx color and as they begin to form uh and swirl around you see them actually begin to form into what looks to be a large face uh and with the dark fish kind of forming where the eyes would be and it looks to be the face of a fish-like person uh and you guys can roll history checks if you would like Fourteen nine. Fourteen nine and a three. Yes. All right. Three. Well, Zadia, uh, you would know that this is the visage of Prime Speaker Zagana, uh, and this large face that is made up of just at least seventy-five to a hundred of these multicolored fish uh, begins to turn. So that in this column, so that way it can look at you and then looks at Daka, looks at Wuta. And then you see the eyes kind of continue over to a spot and just the expression forms into almost a scowl. Uh, and you hear coming, like emanating from these large fish faces. Uh, he's late. Uh, so... That is when you three uh, hear the sound of uh, what sounds to be a set of kind of wet slapping feet across the ground uh, coming up from the hallway where you guys are. And Daka, you have uh, you have feelings about a, a <laughs> about a large set of these uh, about these footsteps coming towards you. Uh, so locks. What does the group see uh, as you make your way into this chamber? Uh, they don't see much as Lox takes his spot next to whomever, Zadia? Sure. Sure. Okay, um, basically, 
it's a small humanoid form draped in like this sort of leathery cloak um hooded up and turns up to look at you uh you'll see like these black eyes um they don't have like the pupils they're like the full-on black um sort of if you've ever seen abe sapien from hellboy it's that sort of face structure but then you'll see like the floof of a mohawk coming down all right and beside you who came along it's my best friend tuna it's a um dire wolf sized shark on four legs the shark puppy the shark puppy and so that kind of gasped a little bit she's like Duck is standing like a good 30 feet away and just kind of sneers. Hmm, I've never seen one of them. Well, I'm a Simic hybrid. You should have seen a lot of us. No, him. And he points to Shark Puppy. (laughs) (laughs) This big dog tongue flops out of Shark Puppy's mouth. He's adorable. Thank you. And he kind of tilts his head slightly to look under miss uh okay that's sorry prime speaker i didn't know we were meeting at this time uh and uh that is when you see the fish actually recede away and peel back into what almost would look like a small doorway uh, as you see a humanoid figure step through out onto the dry surface. Uh, and standing before you is this uh, very, I believe the phrase is porcine, uh, very fish-like. Uh, very thin lips, blue skin, kind of, uh, with ribbed colors along the frills of her face, uh, that kind of give this very regal, almost puffed collar style look to her. Uh, she's very lithe, uh, and carries with her a trident. Uh, and I will see if there is, there should be a picture of her in the book that I will show you guys as well is come here come over here (laughs) prime speaker zagana she has all of these large blue spines that kind of just come out from her dress uh that make her look both elegant and incredibly dangerous uh and as she steps out onto the land she looks over at you locks uh and just says Student after Mormir's own heart, I suppose, but the point is, is that you've made it. You've all made it. At least the ones that I've called here. Whether you continue to be just this upon leaving my humble abode uh, is entirely up to you. Now, I would like, as a DM, to ask Zadia and Wuta 
why you think the leader of the Simic Guild would seek you out, or you would have uh, been conscripted into helping them. So that way I can learn more about your character as well. Um, I would say because, I mean, the, the monster is out in the stomping grounds, correct? Yes. So Zadia is right now like in a, um, she's from the stomping ground. She had, there's a little Selesnya conclave there. So she's been there for a while. She knows the land. She knows the animals. She knows the terrain. And uh, she has done quite other, uh, uh, quite many adventures for her, for the Celestia out in the stomping grounds because she's so accustomed to it and knows it as much as she does. Okay. That's what I would assume. Okay. So you are the local guide. Got it. Uh, and then Wu Ta, why do you feel like this guild leader would come to you for help? Uh, Wu Ta is, is a hunter, a ranger, and um, basically the ba I made a custom background called Slayer, which is a monster slayer. So he's got the folk hero kind of thing going on where they, they show up, kill monsters, and the villagers are all like, you've saved us, you know, kind of thing. Um, so he's generally, yeah, more like a, a folk hero kind of person who goes after the big beasts and brings them down. All right. Uh, for this, so you are guildless, correct? You show no affiliation yeah. particularly? Uh, I would say that for this, Zagana is not necessarily uh, offering you guild membership, but this is more of a kind of like a back alley contract that the simic have with the slayers guild uh as okay. you guys aren't as prominent as say the uh the golgari or the is it you are your own small faction but for cases like this where creatures kind of get out of hand a hunter is extremely valuable and a slayer is even more so uh and Typically, uh, they are worth their weight in gold. So when you were hired on, uh, she she felt like it was going to be a a, a worthy investment. Uh, and so, looking at all of you, uh, she says, "The reason I have brought you here, as some of you may know, is because something has gone missing." And when I say something, it's because I can't exactly be sure what it is now. Uh, mm. When it started, uh, locks, as you know, uh, we here in the Simic create, uh, we create uh, hybrids. We like to invent. We like to push evolutionary limits uh, as best we can. However, sometimes that leads to a, a growth in not exactly the most con uh, in not exactly the most calming of circumstances. Uh, sometimes we get uh, well. She motions towards Shark Puppy, and uh, Tuna just gives her a wag of this large shark butt. Uh, and she says, sometimes we get those that are more for entertainment and motions towards uh, locks. Sometimes we develop the next head researcher. 
but other times we make mistakes. And the problem with making mistakes in our line of work is that sometimes those mistakes develop a mind of their own. About a week ago, we had a breakout. One of the creatures that we had been creating and experimenting on because it showed such promise has left the testing facility and made its way out to the stomping grounds. So I would like for you all to come together and hunt this creature. In doing so, I've already talked to your respective guild leaders or uh, Mormir in your case, Locks. But I will see to it that if you take care of this problem, that you will be rewarded most heavily. Yes, Locks. So, which protocol are we going with? Termination or capture? I'm afraid it's too small to, or it's too large to be captured at this point. But if you can bring us the body, then we'll have something to work with. Can at least harvest it, find out what made it develop in this way. Because that's the point of this Kraj. Was that it was capable of surviving a multitude of tests that we put it under. And it turned out it was a little bit too clever and good at surviving to stay in its cage. What sort of things can we expect from this beast? And she looks at you and uh, says, you can expect it to adapt. Mm. It was a creature that could take on abilities from what we fed it. It's taking things into itself adapting on its own. It's out of control. That's why we need you all to wrangle it in. I believe, and she looks over towards you, uh, Daka, says, I believe that you were given some information on this, correct? On Shit, was I? where it could possibly be located. And you know that it is currently being protected by, tri by the Razor Boar clan. Mm-hmm. Taka will nod. I hope that you will all use the information that you have in some form or fashion and set this right, if possible. Now, I understand that the stomping grounds are rather far away, so we did provide you with a means of travel in a way it'll still take some time but uh it will be comfortable and you'll be sailing far above the city in something that can't possibly get knocked out hmm. are you familiar with the sky swallowers the leviathans hmm Am I? Uh, <laughs> make a history check. And you all can make history checks when she says sky swallowers. Uh, seven. 
14. 14. 15. Ah. Okay, so... <laughs> Daka, the only reason you don't know anything about these guys is because you've spent a lot of time out in the Grohl lands. I mean, intelligence is the only thing I have a zero in, so it makes sense. Yes, but a sky swallower, or a sky swimmer, looks like this. And is a... Balls. This creature is gargantuan. Holy moly. It is absolutely massive. And the lot of you that rolled high enough uh, know that these things just kind of exist in the clouds above the city. There's no... Nobody really knows or can confirm where they came from, but if you ask the Simic Guild, they'll just kind of give you some shifty eyes and say, we totally didn't do it. Um, <laughs> but they seem to be in the business of actually raising these creatures uh, to not be end-all leviathans. They, uh, they utilize them for a multitude of things. Uh, and so, uh, with that in mind... Uh, you guys are escorted to the uh, to a base of a uh, large domed area, and you can see that there is another one of these kind of portal-like openings. Uh, as Zagana uh, wishes you all uh, the best of luck and returns back into the water, uh, and you guys are brought in front of this. Uh, circular door that then twists open uh, and kind of stretches in parts almost like it's made of membrane not wood or anything else uh, that would be normal for a door I would say uh, but you are brought into a about a 20 foot large uh, circular chamber uh, that has the uh flooded tree symbol of the Simic Guild engraved on the floor. Uh, and you see the figure that has come with you, uh, another one of these Simic inventors, or Simic hybrids, uh, who has six fingers on uh, his hands, actually. He seems to be one of the Vidalkin of the city. Uh, but he presses a few buttons, uh, and the membrane door shuts, and then you see what looks to be almost like stone rolling over it, and you feel the floor begin to shift underneath you as your stomach kind of sinks down into your chest. <laughs> um, and you are—you have this feeling for roughly about roughly about three minutes until eventually uh, it comes to a stop, and you hear a ding surface <laughs> floor. Uh, and as you look over, you see that the membrane wall extends down and a stone door actually opens up. Uh, and you exit out of where this door is and are immediately being buffeted by uh, torrents of wind. And as you look around, you realize that you are on one of Ravnica's skyscrapers, that you are hundreds of feet away from direct ground below. Uh, but you are standing on uh, this flat surface, uh, and the uh, Simic hybrid that is with you just sort of points uh, over towards a corner of this rooftop that you guys are on. And you see 
uh, approaching, kind of uh, sw- almost swimming through the sky, one of these large uh, gargantuan <coughs> creatures that has uh, what looks to be uh, kind of attached by these ropes and cords around its back, uh, what looks to be almost like a cabin uh, or like some sort of living space that has kind of been grown onto its under uh, onto its underbelly and then tied down. And as this thing approaches and kind of wraps around your guys' skyscraper, it eventually curls up so this extra stomach opens up uh, or is set down on what looks to be a um, a little landing pad. And similar to the elevator door, you just see a wall uh, open on the side of where this stomach is. And you see that there is a, uh, that there is a hallway that leads in. Into the creature? Yes. Into this underside growth that it has. Oh, and you can see that there are there are dozens of other simic workers on top of this roof. You guys are not alone, uh, as there were some that had uh, glow sticks, uh, just these large orange sticks that they were using to direct uh, this large sky swimmer into a place where it would actually rest for you guys to be able to enter inside of it. Okay. Uh. Uh, Wuta begins to move, uh, stride that direction. Zaya will go while saying, this is the strangest thing. <laughs> I'm going to roll a deception check to show that I'm not afraid of uh, heights. Um, 14. What is... Nat, um, Mm. Wutan knows. I know, I know you're scared. is afraid of heights. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, and uh, as you guys are crossing over uh, to the entryway of this large, cre- of this gargantuan creature with the large underbelly, uh, one of the Simic workers just kind of motions to the two centaurs and just says, please mind the gap. Uh, and that is uh, as you don't want your hooves to miss. And Daka, as the worker says that, thinking that he is helping, you look down and you can see that this building just extends into cloud and then nothing past that. She's she's going to jump over the gap, but like much higher than she needs to. Okay. <laughs> She'll basically high jump the gap and then like gallop to the back of whatever space she can get to and then stay there okay that is just gonna wide step it she's just like okay all right so yeah the two centaur get on uh our loxodon also enters in uh enters into this large undercarriage uh and locks you and tuna make your way into this uh structure as well and as you guys get in, you see that the uh, membrane wall that was behind you just seals off. Uh, and you uh, see that one of the Simic workers just says, there's going to be five minutes before takeoff, so I would suggest finding a place to sit down, put your bags bef- beneath the seat in front of you. It should all be fine. 
uh, and uh, just kind of gives you guys a, a gentle nod and continues walking away. And as you look around, this is actually a very co- uh, very cushy place. It's more like a uh, more like uh, the resting areas in train uh, in train cars where it's just very open. Uh, and there aren't a whole lot of seats. And the seats that you guys see uh, look like they are made of the same kind of fiber that the walls were made out of inside of the growth chambers, but they've been covered with a very nice lush grass uh, to act as more of a uh, more of a nice fabric to them. Uh, as well as uh, you can see that there are trays that have uh, a small uh, a small selection of mushrooms that you could possibly nibble and eat on, uh, and it seems like there is accommodations for all in this very large space underneath uh, underneath the sky swimmer. And as you guys kind of find places that you want to rest in. Uh, even to some chagrin by a few of you, I'm sure, you feel uh, the ground kind of shift beneath you, and you watch as the ceiling just kind of ripples a little bit, almost like it's a large muscle that's contracting above you, uh, as you guys feel yourselves taking off into the sky. Uh, Wu-Tai uses his trunk to, like... (laughs) sniff at the mushrooms and then and then grab some of the better ones and go you know eat the eat them as he's taking off his pack you know at the same time and then uh he finds a a comfy place to spread out and he says something along the lines of might want to get some rest might be the last time we do for a while and then he opens an eye a second later and he looks at all of you and he says might be the last sleep you ever get. <laughs> he laughs to himself and curls his trunk up and just kind of starts to go to sleep. Daka enjoys none of this. <laughs> Locks will head she, over to Daka. She will stand in the corner very stiffly. <laughs> like her arms are crossed, but her eyes are a little wider than normal. Hello, Daka. It's been some time. He just snorts at him. Tuna missed you. I did not miss Tuna. And Tuna is like doing the the headbutt thing on the side of your leg, almost like he was a big cat instead of a dog. Trying to just rub up against one of your horse legs. He missed you a lot. I uh, she resists the urge to kick him. <laughs> she will, she will very stiffly push him away with one hoof. Now that pleasantries have been exchanged, excuse me, walks away. <laughs> Daka just stands there, tail swishing. Sadia just kind of. She, she's trying to like get Tuna's attention. <laughs> and she's like, his name's Tuna. She's like super like into Tuna. She loves Tuna so much. 
Was I given files on the subject, or were we just told word of mouth this was needed to die? Yeah, it was a word of mouth thing, mostly because, I mean, man, you don't want a paper trail for this kind of experiment gone wrong. That's a really bad idea. Hmm. Yep. Uh, Zadia, make a animal handling check. I think I'm good at that. I hope so. Uh, I have a plus seven. Damn. So that's an eighteen. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see if let's see if Tuna's feeling it. He be. Uh, so yeah, as you're like trying to coax him over, uh, eventually you get Tuna's attention, and this large, uh, four-legged shark, uh, just does a quick scuttle over to you, and from your height, it looks like a shark just kind of racing through invisible water, almost, as his legs stay primarily underneath. Uh, until he eventually comes up to you and just kind of looks at you and just... And you see that uh, there are nose holes on the front of this large shark. Uh, I want to say shark beak. I don't know what the face of... Snout? A snout. That's the one. On this uh, shark snout uh, that just kind of flare in and out as it sniffs around you. Sadie's so gonna lay down so she could be more level with him and she's gonna like, hi. Like gently trying to like pet him. Yeah, he'll let you. He feels very rubbery. I love it. This is not, I'm not even playing Zadia, I'm playing me by Slash Shark Dog. I feel the need to say that Wings loves Tuna, even though, <laughs> even though Daka doesn't, Wings adores Tuna. Ooh. He's adorable. Is he uh, sweet, baby? Cute. When she's finished uh, talking with, what, talking to Tuna, uh, playing with Tuna, she's gonna go over to Daka and see what information she knows about where this thing is. What information do I know about where this thing is? Am I am I here as like an informant on the grill or? You are her... It's not necessarily an informant on the girl, like you don't work for the Prime Speaker, but you were given a rundown by Borborygmos. Uh, as you... As Zagana and Borborygmos kind of have a tenuous relationship at best, uh, but it's one of those things occasionally they help each other out uh, for one reason or another, even if they're... Uh, even if their overall beliefs and ideas don't necessarily line up 110%, uh, as coin is a very powerful motivator most times. Uh, and in this is situation... This a... hmm? oh, is this a situation where I think that this is... Like, the girl are going to be a problem? Will they want to protect this thing, considering they think it's a religious symbol you believe that the razor boar clan will want to try and protect this thing uh as okay. uh they have been recently very aggressive 
uh, towards any of the Grohl that have begun to associate themselves even with the other, uh, even with guild members outside of their own. Uh, so for just interacting with the Selesnians, for interacting uh, with the Simic, and God forbid if you interact with the goddamn is it? That's a real no go. Those dudes are assholes. Um, but if you uh, in in this situation, you would know uh, that Domri, uh, the head of the Razor Board, has uh, has claimed that this is the the second coming of these old gods. Uh, so based on your uh, based on your knowledge of these clans, you're fairly certain that they're going to be protecting it gotcha that's i will relay that information but a lot more rudely okay um hmm. i knew something was going on there the animals were restless at the stomping ground and then she'll like hold out her hand because she realized she didn't introduce herself she's like zaya thorntree your name Daka. Nice to meet you, Daka. Um, hmm. Just gonna go over there. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Lox, what are you doing at this time? Um, <clears throat> he's making sure all his gear is ready for an outward adventure. Um, Probably petting tuna. Maybe reading, but probably getting motion sick, so he puts the book away. Oh, That's fair. Uh, yeah, so you would be... Uh, yeah, you would have the opportunity uh, to interact with Zadia if you would want uh, over a mutual love of your shark puppy. <laughs> If you just wanted to, like, silently pet your large animal, you totally can, too. If she has questions, I'll answer them. How old is he? <laughs> Three years, seven months, 28 days. He's so big. He's gonna He's get bigger. <gasps> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> He's so adorable. Did you make him? Yes and no. I helped to create him. Oh. So you're like his father. <laughs> and at that, uh, Tuna looks up at you, Locks. He puts his head on top of Tuna's snoot. Oh. Tuna just... That's so cute. Zadia will take out, like, a ration and, like, just give it to Tuna. <laughs> Just a full day's ration. I have like Duck. ten. <laughs> I don't think this watch is gonna like last. Daka's just like shaking her head, looking at Tuna and thinking to herself, "Those stupid razor boars thought that these things could make a god." Um, she said it out loud. I had a good comment. <laughs> she could mut she could uh, mutter it under her breath. <clears throat> Uh, with 15, so I probably heard it. Locks does that, like, sort of really weird back, like, bend towards you. 
he's already being worshipped by this one. <laughs> that, was, that was nice to hear, like, sharp up. You don't have your root. <laughs> and uh, Wuta, like, his ears flutter, and then they fold over his face, and then his <laughs> trunk goes across it, like, like kids... They don't know. They just don't know, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So you guys continue uh, in the undercarriage of this sky swimmer uh, for about the next four hours. It's not enough to take a long rest, uh, but it's still enough to have uh all of your hit points and abilities and everything like that that you would need um as going into this day you will all have had a long rest because that would be really weird if i was like no you're like half damaged it's great let's do this one shot um and just chip and fell along the way to the semi headquarters roll, roll d6 levels of exhaustion oh my um. god <laughs> that's what the that's what the people want um so yeah, you guys uh, eventually feel uh, feel yourselves kind of coming to a stop, uh, and it is just a gradual shift uh, from moving to non-moving until eventually uh, you see that membrane wall open up again, uh, and one of the simic workers uh, you see just kind of like wave to somebody on the outside. Uh, and then comes over to the lot of you and says, uh, Well, we've arrived. Uh, stomping lands, or at least the designated drop point. Uh, and you guys all uh, pack up your things. Wuta, you were finally... Uh, it was one of those things where you just got to sleep. <laughs> like, once you once you got to the point of like being slightly awake because of the kids, you, you just couldn't. <laughs> not be awake at that point um and so you guys eventually make your way out and whereas last time uh you had been in the city in the city as a whole where you normally reside uh looking around this looks barren this looks desolate uh except for the large building that you guys have kind of uh swam up to with your sky swimmer uh and looking around you see that it has a lot of the more bulbous architecture uh and rounded architecture that is um telltale of a simic building uh and uh as you guys are uh exited off um the sky swimmers membranous wall closes again and this creature just takes back up to the sky and makes its way towards uh towards the skyline of the city that you can see miles in the distance you have no idea how fast this thing took you uh but it seemed apparently like it was hoofing to take you this far around the planet uh in such a short amount of time and as you guys uh are out on the roof of this building uh, more of these workers usher you in until eventually uh, you are standing in uh, 
you are standing in a room uh, that looks like it is primarily for picking up weapons. So if you guys needed to do any last minute item grabs, uh, you totally could before setting out into the lands proper. Uh, and most of you came prepared because we haven't done anything to use your items. Uh, so you make your way out of this building onto back onto ground and daka the ground feels good beneath your hooves uh not just because you are a fan of not heights uh but also because uh this is these are your stomping grounds this is the area that you are are much more uh familiar with and as you look at this building, you wonder how long it's been here. As most of the other buildings in the stomping grounds don't exactly survive for very long, and it's very difficult to house things away, especially when you have a sky swimmer landing up near it and then disappearing. You're not sure how the Simic are doing this. But at the same time, with all of their other weird shit, uh, it may not be the best place to ask either. Uh, and uh, you find yourselves uh, looking out and you can see what looks to be almost like a battered and broken coliseum uh, that is almost uh, it has a wash of red over it and the entire area itself looks like it has these dark lush greens of vegetation that has just been let to go uh, without any real grazing animal to kind of beat it back uh and the red color actually comes from the amount of dust that is still hanging in the air just this red clay filled uh dust that seems to bring about a reddish tint uh to the uh surrounding landscape uh daka i would like for you to make a survival check oh now we're talking Twenty-three. Okay. That mug was empty and very disappointing. Uh, <laughs> so you, uh, with your twenty-three, and with the instructions that Borborygmos has given you, as well as uh, being able to kind of review uh, and and think about the location that you know this creature to be in uh, during your time in the Sky Swimmers undercarriage you know that it's going to take you maybe about an hour two hours uh to get to where you need to go you know that if you were by yourself it would take you like 30 minutes on a bad day like you would easily get there but now you kind of have to slow your pace in order to allow for your friends to keep up with you as well daka will point them in the right direction and at any given moment, she is 30 to 40 feet away from them. <laughs> just, uh, just kind of pacing back and forth in front of them in like a big wide zigzag fashion. Um, and she's like making it look like she's like keeping a lookout, making sure that there's nothing following them or stalking them or coming after them. But she is definitely bored. Like she wants to run. And this is just an excuse. Alrighty. So yeah, uh, and the three of you are all, uh, 
the three of you who aren't leading this are all just watching Daka just quickly pace back and forth, just trying to, like, get through all of that extra energy that they seem to have kept inside of them for hours inside of the sky, inside of the sky swimmer. Um, and that is when I would like for you guys to make perception checks. Uh, as Daka, as you are leading them, there is a large cliff face uh, wall that looks like it splits open into a passageway that leads deeper into a uh, into either a water runoff formed or wind formed canyon uh, that extends deeper into this uh, into this cliff face. Fourteen. Okay. Natural twenty. Nice. Aesthetic twenty. Fourteen. Okay. Uh, yeah. So as the group of you make your way uh, into this um, into this canyon, locks, you are just taking note. Uh, your hood is still up. I'm assuming to kind of keep the uh, sun out of your eyes. And as you're looking around, you actually see figures that are on the top wall of these canyons uh, and you see that one of them has what looks to be a large stick and is currently trying to use it on uh, a large rock and is tilting it towards uh, entering into the canyon where you guys are and as you continue to look you see that this rock would then almost in a uh, Rue Goldberg, Rue Goldberg style uh, mechanism of boulders hitting other boulders hitting logs that they are looking to try this group is looking to try and trap you in this canyon careful and then you see Lox raise his hand and cast lightning bolt at them oh shit okay uh we don't play around no we were in Blake's heart yesterday. We were in Blake's heart yesterday. <laughs> uh, like we we don't screw around. Not on Tuesdays. Not on this. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that NPC important? It's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so roll for damage. Okay. Uh, I do not have enough dice for this. Uh, okay. Um, twenty-five points of damage. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you watch, uh, as two figures just seize up and then collapse down onto the ground, uh, no longer moving, uh, and a figure that was on the other side of this canyon wall as well just begins racing away, no longer interested in this, in this plan for a clever trap that they had, uh, but, uh, Zadia, I would like for you to roll a d100. Uh, I don't have one. Wait, I do. Wait, do it. Two d tens. Two d tens. Two d tens. First one is ten. The second one is one. Is sixty-three. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, as this lightning bolt races out and just blasts these two figures that were up on the top of this cliff, uh, you actually see that one of their bodies falls up against the large rock that they had been trying to prep with one of their sticks, and it begins to just sift forward ever so steadily and then falls off the ledge of the cliff. 
and as it continues to fall you see it hitting against these other rocks almost like a pachinko machine uh causing a large breakage in the side of this cave wall to then slide down you guys see rocks falling towards you uh make a set of dexterity saves as you guys try and race away from these rocks that are currently tumbling towards you 21. Modified, natural. And then Wuta, what'd you get? 17. Okay, and locks. Um, four. Okay, what'd Shark Puppy get? What did Tuna Uh, get? Natural 20. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) That's a good boy. All right. He's so good. I, I imagine I go zigzagging between all of you and Tuna jumps up on my back and I just keep going. <laughs> just if if it's an option, I would rather not like run through the rocks. I'll just like walk backwards and just let the whole thing fill in in front of me. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you're still going to be taking six points of bludgeoning damage from rocks falling and hitting hitting against you. Uh, And then when you look at this large rock wall that is now formed in front of you, you have a climb speed. You're fairly certain that this is not even going to be an issue for you. Uh, But you manage to then climb up and over it without any uh, ill recourse. Can I climb up to the top of the cliff to where that guy's body is? Yeah, you totally can. Uh, because again, climb speed and vertical surface. Uh, so, uh, Daka, Zadia, and Wuta, the three of you all see, uh, how does Lox climb? What does it look like when he uses his climbies? So they don't see it, but the cape actually, you hear like fabric zipping up and it folds into his shoulders. And from his lower back, you hear like the cracking of carapace as crab claws come out. And then the crab claws just start sinking their way into the wall as he, like, climbs up. Okay. Yeah, so they would see you just climbing up the side of this wall, but it's still underneath your cloak? No, no, the cloak went into... Okay, the cloak um, went in, so yeah, you guys just see these crab legs. And there's four of them? Six of them? How many legs? Four of them. So four crab legs, uh, two on either side, are just coming out of Lox's back as he makes his way up the side of this cliff face. Doesn't he, like, lie on his back while he's doing this as he well? He could either go forward or backwards. God, so creepy. <laughs> yeah, so his legs are just kind of limply hanging as it seems like he doesn't need to use most of the rest of his body to do this uh, as the legs just bring uh, bring him up and then over the side of the cliff face uh, where he had shot a lightning bolt up to. Daka skids to a stop on the other side and realizes Tuna's on her back. She'll just shove him off. And when I imagine it's one of those things where it's like you turn around and there's that eye contact moment with you and Tuna. Tuna gives you a big slurp on the side of the cheek and just get off. <laughs> it just throws He's back just down. Panting. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh and uh yeah, so locks as you reach the top of this cliff. Uh, looking at the location where you know that you blasted some fools, uh, you see what looks to be a uh, a goblinoid. 
that has uh, what you would recognize uh, from interactions with other guilds uh, to be a what's known as a Scorchbringer. Uh, just what looks to be this large metallic tube uh, that has a small flickering flame at the end of it. And you're pretty sure that if you grabbed the pack that was on the back of this creature, you might be able to use uh, this item as a uh, as like a flamethrower of sorts. Uh, Give the sorcerer a flamethrower, okay. It's Ravnica. Uh, and, uh, next to this, uh, goblin corpse as well, you actually see what looks to be a centaur that is lying on its side with just this large gaping lightning bolt wound, uh, that is pierced through it and it's lying on the ground smoking. Uh, and they had a, uh, a very spiked mohawk, uh, as well as a lot of, uh, bone piercings, like, in their face, uh, as well as kind of, uh, brought down along the sides of, uh, of their front haunches. I don't know what you call the four legs of a centaur, but I'm saying front four legs? haunches. Four legs. <laughs> sure, we'll say four legs. Uh, um. But yeah, you see that there's a decent bit of uh, of what could be described as body modification. Are there any insignias denoting clan or? Uh, you see that uh, this centaur, the hair that they had actually like stretched down the back of their neck and more towards like the center of their back, and all of that has been made into uh, into this mohawk. Uh, and shaved into the back uh, right haunch, uh, you see what looks to be a uh, a boar's face that also has one of these mohawks on it. And you would believe that this would be a member of the Razorboar tribe, or a Razorboar clan. So I take a knife. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Go on. I'm going to skin the insignia off. Okay. Tuck it away somewhere. Make a survival check. Oh, I think I'm okay at these. Oh, no. Wait, no. I don't have wisdom. <laughs> 16. Okay. Yeah, you managed to cut off this piece of flesh that has the, uh, that has the shaved marking of the Razorboar clan. Uh, and then are you making your way back down to your, uh, your friends? It, uh, very, like, air quotations friends. Back to Tuna, uh, at least. Acquaintances? Yeah, that yeah. One. The crab legs retract back into his body. The mantis cloak falls off. He jumps down. Okay. I have a, I have, I have a fly, not a fly speed, but it reduces, like, fall damage. Got a glide speed. I got a glide speed. Okay. Cool. This cliff is like 80 feet up. I can reduce 100 feet of damage. Oh, yeah. No, so just woo! Uh, and you watch as your friend Lox just hops off the side of a cliff face and then gently lands next to you guys, almost like Batman whenever he does his landing. Mm -hmm. This is team mobility, man. It's great. I have found a clue. <laughs> Pulls out the scalped piece of flesh. Alrighty, so as you show them your scalped piece of flesh and Tuna comes over and starts to sniff it, that is where we will go into our first break of the evening. So, 
first and foremost, thank you to you wonderful players for uh, for letting me take you once more through the streets of Ravnica, although we are far away from the city streets this time. Uh, also, thank you, Alex writes you things for the bits. That's very nice. I appreciate it. JD Lady too. And JD, JD. for the bit for them bits. Oh, for the bits. For the god. Yes. Bits for the bit god. Uh, we are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes, so don't go no place unless it is to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to bit.ly slash indoor merch, where you can find uh, where you can find some sweet merch like uh, our mugshots collection, which has all of the uh, all of the busts from our characters in our water deep stream. Possibly a mug like this that I'll remember to have water in next time. Uh, or if you want to pick up an amazing shirt, you can do that as well. So we'll see you guys in five to ten. So don't go no place, and we will be right back. All right, everybody. See you soon. And we are back. So last we left off, Locks, you had just revealed uh, a swatch of what was skin and still is kind of skin. Uh, but a little bit of haunch flesh from a centaur up on a ridge that has the symbol of what uh, uh, Daka you would know to be the Razor Boar clan. Daka will point that out. Like, she'll kind of canter up to him and just, like, Razor Boar. They know we're here. And they're trying to kill us. And well, they won't. They don't waste any time, do they? And Wuta is thinking of all the centaurs and humans he's killed over the years. Because they're one of his favorite enemies. <laughs> <coughs> great! That's great! Thanks! <laughs> Lox turns to Daka and do we need this anymore? Referring to the swath of skin. Uh, she'll turn up her nose and be like, keep it if you want. It makes Locks, no difference to me. Locks boops tuna on the nose and it opens like a trash can. Oh no! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so knew you were going there. That's the best. Yeah, and he just <laughs> eats it and you see tuna is just kind of chewing on it, almost like it was a bit of gum. Uh, and his shark tail is just wagging happily in the dust. Oh. Yeah, the manta wings wrap around, locks again in a cloak, and he starts walking. Okay. So yeah, you guys continue to head down uh, this long, uh, this long inner canyon. Uh, and as you do, you feel like you are, you know that the path behind you is blocked off for a reason. Uh, and I would like for everybody to make perception checks as you guys kind of progress forward. Indoor, do you, do you want, obviously I, I have an axe of warning, okay. which keeps me from being surprised, gives me advantage on initiative, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And do you want do you want me to swap it out for something else? Because obviously there's going to be a lot of that exploration type oh, stuff in here. That's I'm totally fine with it. 
Like okay. this is more just like you looking around, like mostly okay. uh this is a environmental check. This isn't like I'm scanning for enemies on the on the okay. far up. I'm as you as you have the weapon of warning. Awesome. Okay. I will write that down so that way I do not forget. I rolled a nat one, so Saudi is just like everybody in this group is just so rude. I don't really understand why they're just they're not I don't know, they did not eat breakfast. Just, I don't get it. <laughs> Everybody's grumpy. I gave a flourish with my trunk and everything. I tried to be pleasant. <laughs> Perception. Okay. Ooh. Eleven. Eleven. Nine. Okay. So, uh, Wuta and Lox, you two are the only ones who really notice uh, that on the walls, kind of painted in uh, greens and reds and other more, like, earthly colors, uh, are depictions of what look to be humanoids and centaurs. Uh, and it looks like this is almost like a cave wall painting, but it happened very recently. You would guess that this mm -hmm. may be uh, developed over the last week or so uh, with how fresh that the paint looks. And as the two of you are really taking stock on this, your centaur friends, uh, more just kind of scanning above to see if there would be more of these uh, potential attackers. Uh, you guys see what looks to be uh, this... Whereas the others were colored in greens and reds, it seems like there is just one large purple color uh and it looks like a large mass and you can see that there are lines coming off of it in uh various waves uh and what look to be um what look to be uh horns and other kind of appendages more just like drawn onto it but not directly on it looks like they might be like uh, kind of how you draw the lines on the outside of a sun, but never coming from the sun directly. It's more of just like emanating around this large creature that there are all of these uh, things associated with them. I don't like that. Whoa, what do you two make of this? Any motions to the centaurs and points to the purple mass? Well, it seems that's our target. And, and what are the things we're seeing? Horns and... You see some are horns, then there are others that look like a mouth that has been drawn to sh uh, really show bitey teeth. Uh, you see that there are uh, what look to be tiny claws that have been drawn around it, uh, as well as... Um, what look to be, uh, as you kind of look towards the bottom of this painting as well, uh, or this depiction of this creature, you can see that the bottom half has kind of been drawn into what look to be a series of horse legs, uh, mm. but more closely aligned to like how a millipede might move around, where there is just this long series of, uh, of horse leg. Does it look... Like, is, has this been here for a while? Have I been through here? Is you, this new? This is newer. Uh, you've been back and down this canyon before. You mostly in just like, I want to see if I can race to the end of this unknown spot and then double back. <laughs> um, which That's 100% totally... what Daka does for fun. Just, I'm going <laughs> to race myself. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you would know, uh, you've been through here before, and you have never seen these markings, and you know that maybe 
about another 300 feet or so down this canyon uh, that it actually opens up into kind of a wider uh, natural amphitheater. Daka will just point at it and be like, this is new. It's been eating a lot already. Mm. Uh, that would appear to be so. Sonia doesn't like it because she's like, she sees horse life and she's like, I don't feel like there's that many wild horses around here. So, centaurs it is. Alrighty. So, uh, as you guys also look past where this last depiction is, you see that there is another uh, mural and it shows. Uh, Daka, make an insight check. Let's see, am I good at that? Stand by. Six. Okay. Uh, you see what looks to be a tiny little, uh, like, red and green stick figure that has a mohawk with his hands up in a very happy pose. Uh, and when he does, looking at this large purple creature, you can see that one of these lines that was coming off of it actually uh, has looped up above the creature, and you see another tiny humanoid uh, that has its arms out. Make an insight check. Again? Yes. Oh, boy. You really need this to be... <laughs> 14! You're pretty sure that the figure uh, that is being held up and dangled above this large purple creature uh, is a very is a very poor representation of uh, Borborygmos, as it looks like this humanoid only has one eye in the center and little horns coming out from the side. <laughs> Doc is just shaking her head, looking at it. Yeah. He doesn't look like that. <laughs> she says, I'm "Sure." <clears throat> All right. So you Does guys... it I mean, does yeah. it look like he's being offered as a sacrifice to the thing or is that he's worshipping it or what does this look like to me? This looks Make another insight check. It's a You're Tuesday. Asking. You have to roll it. Do you eight. know all the secrets? You said you got an I'm eight? Not a, I got an eight, yes. Okay. Uh, this looks like if somebody wanted to do a wish list of something but didn't know how to write. Like, you might think, like, maybe this is, like, the next stage in the plan uh, has is been drawn on the word? wall. So it looks like they're just like sacrificing him, basically. Yeah, that is what it looks like. Zadia, you can also make an insight check while looking at this. Okay. Ah, that's a Someone twenty-three. With wisdom, say a twenty-three. 23. Yeah. So you seeing this small little figure with his hands raised that has the razor bore uh, haircut drawn, you recognize this figure to look uh, at least moderately close to the leader of the razor board uh domri raid uh mm -hmm. and you 
your guess looking at this is that this is Domri got excited while he was painting uh, and then laid out what he wants his end goal to be, which is this large creature, uh, this old god will swallow the, the leader of the false tribes. Okay. And what's the, the name of the Cyclops Minotaur thing? Borborygmos. Borbor, okay. <laughs> you can call him Babs if you want, but he'll hate it. Okay. Um, so... In fact, just don't interact with the gruel. They hate most things. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Sonny's going to be like, it looks like Domer's got a bit excited and laid out his plans right here. I believe he wants to sacrifice Babs. <laughs> I just the name just gets left. Bor bor mm. Bor mm, Okay, Borborigmos. Woo! You did it. It's like Barbarossa, but totally not. <laughs> uh, it looks like he's going to offer Borborigmos. As a sacrifice and probably take his place, assuming. That's foolish. He'd never defeat Borborygmos. So, None of his own. So we should get moving then, right? Agree. Yes. yes. Let's kill this thing. And then Daka sprints off dramatically. Okay. And then, and then starts zigzagging again because they're too slow. <laughs> she has a lot of energy. ADD Centaur. <laughs> I feel that. Alrighty. So, you guys make your way uh, further down the canyon. Uh, what's everybody's passive perception? I think mine's a 14. Yeah. Passive is 17. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. 15. That expertise, yo. 10. <laughs> All right. Uh, so everybody except Locks uh, hears the sound of uh, drums being uh, just this loud, deep drumming uh, that seems to be coming from uh, more towards where this naturally formed amphitheater is. And as you guys kind of come around this corner, uh, you see what looks to be uh, figures actually dancing around this large fire. And behind it, uh, just bits kind of glowing in this uh, in the low light of being covered by this amphitheater as well as being illuminated by this fire. This large, this huge sized creature in game terms, it is huge sized. And you can see that it is just this large mass of purple. And looking at it, you're not sure if those are scales in like a lizard scale or a fish scale or if there are bug bits in it. You just see this mass. And as you kind of focus more in on it as well, you can see that there, that underneath it, coming from the bottoms of it, are just all of these horse legs that are coming out at more of a uh, more of a acute angle. Uh, so each of the hooves is still on the ground, but you see that they are also just this thick, uh, deep purple color. 
with these large uh, lashing tentacles that just sort of seem to come out of this large creature's body. Uh, and as you uh, watch, uh, as you watch this unfold, you actually see it reach down with a tentacle and grab one of the dancers and just begin to pull it back and extends it upward and you see that this figure is just like ah, ah, and uh a figure standing on top of the on top of the cave mouth that all of you would recognize as Domri raid uh just shouts in uh his voice booming out three times uh the sound that you would expect to come from him and he just says you have been chosen <laughs> Uh, and at that, the rest of the people uh, inside of this cave all begin to start cheering, Chosen! Chosen! As the beating of the drums begins to quicken up, just... As this figure, kicking and screaming, is just lowered into the large maw of this purple creature that then just envelops it and pushes down and you can just see that it just sinks back down its arms still kind of flailing out and as it goes what you see along its body is this humanoid figure just appear for brief moments trying to push out almost like it was through cellophane and then absorbed back in and then at other times trying to push out and you see that again that same kind of tension but there's less force to it until eventually there is nothing and you see a small arm just begin to grow out of this large creature's form. I don't like it. I hate it. <laughs> Not a fan. Mm. And then uh Domri standing on top of this uh on top of this cliffside just Our friend was chosen! Tonight, we dance to celebrate the old gods and bring in the old new arrivals. <laughs> and as he does, all of the people begin to cheer and dance for him as this creature just sort of sits. And then you see it begin to kind of snake out with a tentacle again and just, who shall be next to give their energies to the new spirits? Uh, and at that, as Domri brings his hands down, just these large columns of green and red flames just shoot up from behind him as he does. Uh, and he <laughs> brings his hands down to his sides and just... And howls out into the night sky. And as he does, a lot of these people also just make animal noises into the dark, into the vacant night uh, that is not covered and not surrounded by buildings. Um, what would you guys like to do as you watch this ritual unfold in front of you as these drums continue to play? Uh, they're in a cave, right? They are in a naturally formed amphitheater. Ah. So it is not uh, a cave, but it has a small uh, embankment in it that looks like it is kind of domed off. So do we have to kill that guy before we kill it? Or can we just start killing? Zadi's just like, are these your people? <laughs> no. Rude. Oh, now I'm rude. How dare you? How dare I you? have no people. 
Daka Solo. <laughs> I think that's better. Oh man, if you're Daka Solo, does that mean I'm Chewbacca? <laughs> you're Wu Taka. <laughs> well, I'm a Wu. Mm -hmm. Oh no! So, Utaki <laughs> sounds like a Japanese candy. Um, so, how many people are in there? You see, what looks to be about nine of these humanoid figures that are all just kind of dancing around. Including oh, Domery, Domery? Uh, uh, including Domery would be ten, uh, and he is again high up on the uh, high up on the cliff face. Uh, I I can do pretty big. I can drown them out. I can drown them out. Uh, we saw we a lightning to... bolt earlier. Um, how far away are they? They, at this point, you believe that you could possibly sneak up within maybe 60 feet without them knowing that you were there. Do the other people look like they're... I'm assuming, I guess, because they're a girl, they would be, but like, are they just dancers or are they fighters? Do they look like fighters? It looks like some of them are even practicing capoeira, this dance fighting style. Uh, and they seem to just kind of be dance fighting amongst themselves while others uh, you see are just decked out with hand axes and uh, a variety of weapons at their side as they just continue to dance. And some of them even are incorporating <laughs> their weapons into their dance. There doesn't seem like there's any like strict choreography. They more just started blasting music and said, circle is good. <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. Turns to Daka. Do you want to do what you do best? Daka will smile for the first time you've ever seen her smile. And it's just a like a really sinister like. <laughs> yeah. This might feel a little awkward. <laughs> he plants <laughs> um a hand on her foreleg and casts haste. Oh, God. Oh, shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And the Lost is just going to walk away. <laughs> How fast do you move? It's 160 feet. <laughs> and if I double move, I can go 320 in six seconds. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. All right. So you guys are bracing for your attacks. Uh, make a stealth check as you guys approach. Oh, I thought we were just going to send Daka in. <laughs> I mean, can. I can do some pretty far damage. Uh, Covering fire. Yep, 14. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's a natural 20. Nice. I'm, I'm not even supposed to be good at this. 15. Uh... 24. Yeah. Oh, nice. You guys all managed to stealth absolutely no problem. Uh, so, Daka, you are going to for sure get a surprise round uh, on pretty much any member of this general area minus Domri, who's up on the side of a cliff face. If I... 
If only I had spider um, climb, it'd be. I so can weird. help with that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I imagine the the way that she uh, managed to sneak up on these guys um, is she just matched her hoofbeats to the beat of the drum. Ooh. Yes. Fucking. Uh, I'm just going to attack someone on the outskirts and see if I can pick them off. Okay. Um, what was that? Yeah, just the wind. Any other <laughs> any other plans we want to make before we actually start a can, combat? I can start casting Call Lightning. Ooh! There's and, just this crossfire of lightning and lightning bolts. Lightning and, and Daka. Yeah, so I can like make it seem like the like because the storm cloud's pretty big. So it's like, oh, the show's the the, the god is making some shit happen. Make a know. make a deception check as you cast your spell. Oh please, that's a natural twenty. Oh my god! So yeah, as you begin to cast call lightning, you hear Domri yell out, yeah. "This has pleased the old gods." <laughs> And you see Zadia's eye just have like a bluish white light and like crackling around it. Yeah. And a little bit of like lightning around her arms and fingers, like Wonder Woman style. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's what's happening now. Yeah. Okay, so we have a call lightning prepped. We have Daka getting ready to go be Barry Allen for Ravnica. Wuta, what are you doing? Hunter's mark. So you see, you see, uh, it closes in on his eye real close up, and it squints. And then you see uh, the the priest guy come into focus, and and like a sort of a, and you can't hear it, but we hear it. It's sort of like a, a jungle beat, a couple of drum beats, and then the guy is actually like got a, a mark on him like like a target like a circle with like four little dashes kind of coming off of it in my and in, in wuta's eye awesome yeah. i dig it all right and then locks are you doing anything else besides haste oh he's shoving tuna into like an abandoned building okay <laughs> <laughs> tuna. okay stay stay and Tuna just looks at you and just <clears throat> and coughs up part of the uh, part of the chunk of flesh that you had given him earlier, and then you just see him just starts licking it and then begins chewing on it again. Good boy. <laughs> Save that for later. All right. So, so question about spells: If I'm casting a concentration spell, can I cast another spell that's not concentration? Yep. If you cool. cast another concentration spell, then the first concentration drops. Yeah. But as long as you maintain okay. the first one, it's cool, just there. Technically, I can do call lightning and tidal wave at the same time. Fine. <laughs> Alrighty. So. Uh, I don't want to drown out Daka. Yeah, let's. Uh, <laughs> Daka will run faster than the water. It'll be like that scene from The Fellowship all I over will... again. I was going to say, run on the water. <laughs> Alrighty, so let's have you guys roll initiative. We're gonna say you're gonna get your surprise round in first, but this is leading into combat. So I think you guys might just be like, and they're dead. All of them. I got 13. 
I've got a dirty 20 on initiative. Jesus Christ. Welcome to Ravnica. Daka was built to kill and to run. There are two things that Daka can do. Just by having the uh, Axe of Warning on my side, I have advantage on initiative, and so I ha also have a dirty 20. Nice. Uh, my dex is 15. Okay, so um, we got... Mine is 60. Ooh. Just to ground us in reality a little, I got a five. <laughs> <laughs> and then what'd you get, uh, Zadia? I got a uh, 13. Okay, sounds good. So... Uh, your guys' surprise round goes off. So, Daka and uh, Wuta, your guys' uh, surprise actions, or your surprise turn begins right, now. So, first arrow kind of goes up and arches, because it's a, it's a longbow. Alright, come on now. What do I do with a bow? Oh, where'd it go? Attacks, uh, come on. Actions, there it is. So, uh, 15. Does a 15 hit? A 15 does hit. <laughs> so, so, he takes a D8, and then the hunter's mark is an extra D6. Should it be higher? No, right? Nope. I don't think so. I'm but I have not really played a ranger in this edition yet, so. So, oh, that's bad. Uh, 10 points on the first arrow. Oh, shit. And because I'm sixth level, I get a second arrow off. Mm -hmm. Oops, except it's not a circle. Oh, yeah, 20 something dirty. To oh, yeah, hit. that'll hit. And, and, uh,. <coughs> Hunter's Mark only goes off once per round, right? Hunter's no, Mark is every time. time, yeah. Okay, all right. And then, because he's wounded with my first arrow, the second arrow now, I try to sink into the wound of the second one because I'm, I'm a Colossus Slayer. So, oh, that's much better. Uh, 14 and 7 is 21. Oh, my God. So, so that second one finds purchase right in the mark and hits hard, and that's uh, that's it for me. Okay, Daka, what are you doing? I'm gonna try and pick off somebody um, on the outskirts of the crowd, um, and since this is a surprise round, do we have advantage? Yes. Okay, I rolled um, a little earlier. That's fine. And this doesn't seem right. Or does it? Um, they are finesse. Scimitars are finesse weapons, right? Yeah, they should be. Um, what's our proficiency bonus? Uh, plus three, three, I think. Oh, that's right. Okay, I'm not proficient in scimitars. Hold on. I'm. <laughs> can I retroactively have short swords? Yeah, it sure. It makes literally no difference. Okay. <laughs> Well, and I was going to say, scimitars are light, but not finesse. So you wouldn't be able to use decks with them anyway. So it says it's finesse here. It does? Yeah, hmm. yeah there should be. Uh, They're the Dexy Longswords. Mm -hmm. Yeah, finesse and light. Wow. 
All right. Nice. I apologize for the. So did you just hit uh, Domery, or who did you hit uh, Wuta? Uh, the priest guy. Domery, right? Domery, okay. Rock star up top. Yeah. So fifteen for my first attack. Okay. Yeah, that'll hit. That'll hit. Okay. Here comes damage, and it's gonna have um, sneak attack damage as well because uh, I had advantage on this. <clears throat> so that's gonna be one, two, three, four, nine, ten, eleven. Um, and it's it's uh, hold on, sorry, it's it's three slashing damage, and then one, two, three, eight sneak attack damage. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah. This, here's here comes my other sword. You're I, I'm assuming I don't have it. You're probably gonna want to save it for the second guy. Uh, as you just streak in, fall your hooves beating down to uh, the beat of the war drums, uh, these ritual drums that are being uh, played in the background. And one of these warriors just like raises his arms up to the sky, just yeah. And then you. <laughs> run through him just <laughs> the others don't even have time to realize what's happened before you're already on another one of these forms I, I cleave his torso off here comes number two this one's probably not with advantage because they know i'm here but they know right? you're here now yeah okay here i come um not so good uh 10 uh 10 does not hit all right. Um, with my mobile feet, since I attacked him, I can just keep on going and not provoke. Yep. So I'm going to just swoop in, take one guy out, and then come right back to the extent of my speed that you will allow me. You'll yeah. You are just in gone. They don't at like, any moment. Yeah, you have just assume that she is running. Okay, because yeah, you have run back, so that way the cover of darkness is once over you. Uh, kind of receding away from where the open flames were. If anybody knows the band of Perfect Circle, all I imagine the theme song in this area is counting bodies like shaped to the rhythm of the war drums. Yeah. For Zani, for uh, <clears throat> So that's all I picture like playing in the background as Doc is just like, psh, psh. Pay no mind to the rebel, pay no mind to the rebel. All right, so. Then next up is Zadia. Um, is there any? Is it is is Domri by himself on top? Yes, he was by himself on top, and now it looks like there's only about eight remaining people down below. And are there any people like around like five feet of this creature? Uh, yes. At this point, there would be about two of them that are within five feet of this creature. Okay. And question, was it kind of stormy before we got here? Uh, it was not. God damn it. I could have added an extra d10, but... <laughs> um, so I'm going to actually hit, uh, try to hit the, uh, the creature. And then all those that are five feet around it would also take damage. Okay. Um, and they have to make a dex uh, saving throw of 15, I believe. One of them made it, and it wasn't the creature. <laughs> <coughs> Please roll. Well. Okay, okay. That's not bad. So that's nine 
17 points of uh, lightning damage. Okay. And then half of that to... Um, the one dude who was successful. Yeah. Okay. So eight points of damage to that dude. It was rounding down. All right, so the bolt of lightning streaks down and just electrifies this creature that had already had its tendrils out on uh, another one of these figures to drag in for a snack. Uh, and as it had wrapped around this other creature and its tendic- uh, tendril was also reaching out to grab onto somebody else, it gets electrified and you just watch the current course through those tentacles onto the things that it was trying to snack on. Uh, and you watch as one of them just starts smoking and ignites from the amount of electricity coursing through them. Whereas the other just starts like shaking and then like hair is standing on end just ah! Ah! like doesn't know what is happening to themselves from all of this going on. Uh, but you did manage to kill one of the other little guys. Okay. And... Yeah, that's it. I can only do one per round, I believe. But it is concentration up to 10 minutes, so I can have it up this entire time. Yeah, all right. And <laughs> Lox, what are you doing? Uh, Lox walks up next to Zadia. Um, like this small appendage comes out of his head, and it lights up like an anglerfish. <laughs> I don't like that either. And I'm going to cast Firebolt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know this is wrong, but all I picture is kind of like a forehead vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Starship troopers. Does a 15 hit the duder? Which duder? The duder who survived the... Oh, yeah, that hits him. Uh, Oh, let me see what my damage is. It's like a d6, right? Oh, it's 2d10. Why don't I use the spell more? It's oh. a cantrip because it levels up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. 11 points of fire damage. Okay. Yeah, you just watch as this bolt of fire streaks forward and just goes through the chest of the guy who had just previously been electrocuted and then he falls to the ground in a smoldering heap as well. There's this chitter next to Zadia that kind of sounds like a giggle. <laughs> <laughs> Because nice. don't you also have the like bifurcated? <laughs> okay, gross. <laughs> Some right. of us have seen the drawings. <laughs> so, uh, next up, I believe is going to be who out of the two of you has a higher dex? Uh, it's Uta. I have, yeah, I have sixteen. <laughs> All right, so I are next. Yeah, you are next. We are now at the start of technically round one as you guys have destroyed a lot of these tribesmen. We're still at bow range, so work. Work. Two two quick uh, longbow arrows in quick succession. Loxodon, more like Loxoloss. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. He's going to make sure the job's Loxodon. (laughs) <laughs> I, I stick arrows in my own face and climb up them. You guys should keep those jokes to yourself. <laughs> Still counts as one. Yeah. All right, so uh, a ten does not hit. I would imagine. No, a ten does See, not. See, pun, puns. Obviously, Wuta's allergic to puns. 
Oh my God! Yes, he is. Uh, Twelve doesn't hit either. So. No, it does not. Obviously, this guy learned to duck. Yeah, <laughs> at this point, he just kind of like dodges out of the way and looks at the arrows sticking out of him, uh, and just kind of like looks down towards you now, uh, Wu Ta, as you have made yourself at least visible to him after right. having shot him a few times and then tried shooting him a few more. Uh, Daka, it is your turn. All right, Daka's gonna come back in for another hit and run. Um, no advantage this time because they can see her coming. Uh, how many are left? There are five left. Okay. I'm coming. To put it in retrospect though, baseball players have a fraction of a second to react. You're going like quadruple <laughs> that speed. <laughs> Listen, I would love to have advantage or at least a melee character out there that I can if you know, were a swashbuckler, we could, I want to attack. If you were a swashbuckler, we could parlay. Oh, boo. Oh, you. Hey. Uh, here I come. <laughs> Watch out uh, here. I 10 come. does not hit, right? No, a 10 does not. <clears throat> I'll keep on going and try and get the next one. Okay. Uh, how's about a 17? Uh, 17 will hit. Roll for damage. All right. That is three slashing damage, and I keep on going. Alrighty. Duck this <laughs> Sounds good. This one looks mightily injured, and as you slash against him, uh, he just looks at you and just, ah! As he seems really enthralled about the fact that you did damage to him. Uh, and Domri, uh, as you have created this cloud uh, above you, right uh zadia yeah yeah it's a like right up because it's like it says uh, let me read it one second because it's weird i think it's a 60 foot um it says a storm cloud appears in the shape of a cylinder that is 10 feet tall with a 60 foot radius center on a point you can see within range directly above you okay so Domri is actually going to extend his hand out and you see those same kind of uh, that same kind of electricity spark in his eyes as well uh, as he says, I speak for the old gods and brings his staff uh, like has a staff on him that he slams down on the ground. And as his staff connects, a bolt of lightning actually drops down on the lot of you in the background. He seems to be using your own spell effect against you. Uh, oh, so, Greg. what a fucking asshole! <laughs> so, Wuta, Lox, and Zadia—all three of you—will need to make a dexterity saving throw. As Daka, you are just zipping in and out, and not even—you've always stayed at least ten to thirty feet away from your party members. That's uh, a natural that's twenty. A, okay, that's an eighteen, bitch. Fuck him, using my own spell against me. And. 16. Alrighty, so all of you are going to pass uh, out from the damage. Yes, you only take half, which is going to be 100. 3d10. Thank you. Yes, no problem. Alright, so. eh. Someone knock that guy off his high horse so that I can stomp him to death. Uh, that is going to be. Ooh, I can try. That is going to be ten points of damage total because it was twenty, but then cut in half. 
Uh, and then you see he actually breaks off the arrows that are still stuck in his chest, and he just turns uh, turns around and begins walking away. Just standing on his cliff face, just <laughs> he's like... Just, he just belts it? Yeah, he just turns around and walks away. Coward! Uh, and Wuta, ah! with, your, with your hunter's mark, <laughs> you can tell that he has receded about 20 feet away from the edge of this cliff face, and then he stops. Uh, it doesn't look like he's actually going farther than that. Um... Mm-hmm. So then, next up is going to be the one, two, three, four, five guys that are still alive, uh, and they are all going to begin rushing towards uh, the lot of you uh, to try and and uh, strike out against these aggressors. Oh, also, uh, locks make a Constitution save from having taken damage. Uh, and then, Zadia, you also need to make a constitution save in order to maintain concentration on your spell, as well as Utah. All three of you need to make your constitution save. And just ten or better. Yeah, I make I it. I got exactly a ten. Nice. So, yeah. so it's very close, because I rolled a nine, and I have a plus one. <laughs> oh, hey, okay. I rolled a nine, too. E. But I have a plus six, so. Dirty 20. Okay. Yeah, so you guys are totally fine maintaining your concentration uh, on your spells. Uh, as these five figures rush up, some of them are trying to chase after Daka, but it doesn't seem like they ha- uh, two of them just don't have the leg power. They use their full round action to just get up to you, Daka, and at that they're just <sighs> having run. Are they actually adjacent to me? They are adjacent to you now, but I they had use to use... I reaction to get away from them. <laughs> <laughs> I can move half my speed away from them. <laughs> Which is currently 80 feet. Mm. Bye. <laughs> it's the it's the roadrunner, you know, coyote thing. Meep. Does that provoke, by the way, or does it not provoke? It's like it if you not. did like a whole that's... pound of cocaine. Oh, that's yeah. What, that's what being a scout is. Oh, my Meep. God. <laughs> so, yeah, Daka just... And... You hear one of these growl just, oh, come on! Like, <laughs> really dejected by this. Uh, and then uh, against, uh, there's going to be one against the three of you. Lox, you don't get hit. Zadia, you don't get hit. And Wuta does an 18 hit you. It does. Okay, so you are going to be taking a walloping seven points of damage. Those sons of okay. All right, right. and then make another concentration check to maintain focus on your spell. Yeah, that's right. Uh, thirteen. Okay, yeah, you're fine. Uh, so then that is it for those guys. Zadia, what do you want to do? Um, is it possible for free action? I can take out my shield, like put my staff in the bag and take out my shield. Uh, swapping weapons, I believe, is an action. And I will not do that. <laughs> to take out a shield, I believe, is an action. Yeah, um, it's just, yeah. yeah, okay. Not going to do that. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to do my little... How far away is... Uh... Domery? <laughs> you don't know at this point. Like, After he like, zapped you guys, what? he just seemed to, like, turn around and walked away. Fuck. Um, so he's away from the creature. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to I assume Daka knows Sylvan or Elvish because she's a centaur. Sylvan, definitely. Sylvan. I'm yep. just going to yell a warning to Daka. Like, just like, you might want to get out of there for like a second. I don't know if I can use Tidal Wave because I've been wanting to use the spell. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, on, these, on this creature. And I still have, like, obviously the Lightning Storm on there. Uh, and that is... Druids, man. Yeah. This is just a druid at level six. Like, this isn't even a, like, oh, I'm crazy endgame druid. You're just like, I want to use some spells right now. Boop. Listen, druids yeah. can turn into a brown bear at level two. Yes. I can't. My favorite, though, is the Black Panther. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. This is, uh, so it says it can be up to 30 feet long, up to 10 feet wide, and up to 10 feet tall. Long, wide, tall. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to assume I understand that in the math brain. Um, so I'm going to hit the creature because our main objective is to kill this thing. Uh, and that is 4d8. Let me get my d8. Okay. Uh, uh, it has to make a dex uh, 15. <clears throat> it made a dex of 18. Ah. I don't like that. Uh, give me a second while I get out my dice. This thing isn't... Oh, okay, actually, it does have a lot of horse legs. Never mind. It's yeah. a bunch of it's horse just, legs. It's got it's a lot of like... horsepower. Oh, no! <laughs> You've done Why? it. You solved the monster. It's a Chevy. <laughs> <sighs> That's a Simic hybrid. I push locks into the tidal wave. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it is... Got uh, like that. It is 17, so he takes 8 points of... Uh, Bludgeoning. So, Bludgeoning damage? Okay. Sounds good. And if it's if there's anyone around him, they also take seven of the eight or seventeen points of bludgeoning yeah. damage. Uh, there was not anybody around as they had all rushed up on you guys at this point. Okay. And as a bonus action, because I've always wanted to do this, and I think I did it kind of offhand in my other game. Uh, I'm going to, one second, uh, I'm going to charge at whatever the fuck is attacking us and hit it with my hoofs. Okay. <laughs> it's well, not much well, damage, but, <laughs> um. And you're charging the, you're charging this large purple creature with your hooves? Oh, no, you said there was one guy attacking Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one guy in front of you. That's why you were like, yeah, I attacked no it. Way I, there's no way I'm getting close to that thing. <laughs> okay. I see how many horse legs it has. Okay. Uh, <laughs> horse is its favorite item, obviously. <laughs> Clearly. Um, <laughs> I forgot what to do. It's uh, got horse legs coming out of its head. Um, that's a synthetic 20. Okay. Uh, and it's just one d four plus one, but I, I like hitting people with my hooves. A synthetic twenty sounds like something that you roll in Spelljammer. <laughs> That's um, what we started saying in my 
in my uh, what I did campaign. Uh, <laughs> I've heard dirty twenty. I've heard many things, but I like synthetic twenty. It's three points of damage, not a lot. But okay. he got kicked in the face by a horse. Well, half He's... a horse. He's kind of pissed. Yeah, that was he wasn't a... expecting to get kicked in the face by a horse. But well, he's yeah, still well, I wasn't standing. expecting him trying to fucking hit me either, so payback's a bitch. Or a horse. This is what you get. You attack a centaur, you get hooves. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Especially if you're that blob thing. That's, that's all I got. <laughs> you attack the centaur, right. you get the hooves. <laughs> yeah. Next up, locks. How far is Zadia to me and how far is Wuta from me? Wuta is maybe 15 feet away. Zadia is maybe 10. Cool. I can do this then. I'm going to blow some sorcery points. Oh. Uh, wait, I just want to double check if this is correct. Okay, cool. I'm blowing two sorcery points. And what I'm doing is casting Cure Wounds on top of that Metamagic Distance Spell Twin Spell. So I point to Zadia, point to Wuta. These darts shoot out of him and like in the necks. You might experience so some fun. discomfort <laughs> as they heal nine points of damage. Ooh, that's almost all my points. Hooray for higher level characters. We get to do yeah. so many fun things. I it's funny. And D and D Beyond does the math. Yeah. All right. So locks. Did if you'll you... excuse me. <laughs> did you have What's anything up? else that you wanted to do? Uh, he's gonna try to scoot away because he's really hurt. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Sounds good. So, uh, those of you looking into this amphitheater where this huge sized creature is, uh, you see it kind of reaches out with its tendrils and doesn't find anything for it to snack on. So in a in a in the same kind of wave-like fashion that centipedes and millipedes will move their legs, you watch as this huge-sized purple thing just begins to move forward. And it actually begins to pick up speed as it does, these hooves just clacking onto the ground in front, pulling it forward. Uh, as you see that there are, now that it's approaching all of you very quickly, just making its way out of this tunnel, it moves a good 50 feet before it is actually about 20 feet away from where you guys are. Uh, and you see it bring up these tendrils and just begins to lash out in your direction. Uh, so uh, it actually grabs the, uh, the tribesman who got kicked in the face uh, with the horse hooves by Zadia. It does not seem to discriminate who it is trying to munch. Uh, then locks the one that was nearest you also gets grabbed and then pulled forward. Uh, so it has two of these tribesmen just in its tendrils. Thank you. Uh, and then, uh, Wuta, what is your AC? Uh, now the, uh, no, I haven't, I haven't had my action, right? Uh, yeah. you did because you went at the top of the round. This is the very bottom. Ah, okay, okay. Then uh, it is still sixteen because I'm still holding a bow. Okay, so uh, it wraps around you with one of its tendrils and then still has a fourth tentacle that it can use. Uh, no. so Zadia, 
No. Uh, does a 26 hit your AC? Uh, let me double check. I think it just hits. <laughs> okay. Well, if it just, just hits, hit. luckily. Uh, lucky for me. So both Zadia and Wuta get wrapped around by these tendrils, and then you see all four of them get brought back to this center of mass, where then one of these tribesmen just gets lifted up, up to this large gaping maw that then just swallows it whole, uh, as it consumes, uh, one of the creatures that is currently attacked, uh, that is currently attached to it. So the two of you are going to be grappled, uh, and you can try and break the grapple by either attacking this tendril or by using your strength to try and break your way out of its hold. So that is going to be at the top of the round then with Wuta. All right. Uh, so at this point, he pulls out both battle axes and just choo, choo, lays into the uh, the tentacle around him. Uh, because it's right there, advantage? No? Uh... Normally grappling, you don't get advantage, so it, that's yeah, why I'll... I'm asking. Okay, I'd say that's fine to take advantage from it being there. Alright, so... Uh, 20 something on the Got first axe and a 20 something on the second axe. Yes, both will hit. Uh, um, so eight and five is 13, and three is 16 plus seven. 16 plus seven. Okay. Uh, 23? Yes. Ah, math. Math is good. So 23 to the tentacle. Jerk, jerk. Yeah, uh, and you managed to lop this tentacle off of yourself, freeing yourself from its grapple. Thank goodness. Okay. All right. And then uh, are you going to stay on it, or are you going to try and leave? Um, Possibly provoke. I... I built a dual-wielding dual character, so I guess this is where I want to be. Okay. Back, back me up, friends. Daka. Speaking of backing you up, um, <clears throat> question. Yes. Technically, my friends are adjacent to the creature, yes? Yes. Awesome. Here I come. <laughs> no reason in particular. You get three attacks, no by the way. What's that? Uh, if you don't use your bonus, you, I think you get three attacks. Yeah, you can take a second action. Oh, yeah, I, I used my... Oh. As Wait, I get three spell. I get three attacks? Yeah. Your normal, bonus, and then from haste. Oh, shit! So, That's fantastic! Okay. That's why, uh, how's, how's an 11? Does an 11 hit the guy? I, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try and, uh, I'm gonna try and cut the, uh, the tentacles off of Zadia. Zadia? Zadia. 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 I'm going to. Zadia. All right. So, first miss. Second is going to be. Actually, what is my number that I'm. All right. That's what I thought it was. Okay. 17? Okay. 17 does not hit. Ooh. Whoa! Fuck. Okay. Here comes the third one. All right. That's a 17 on the die, motherfucker. Okay. How about a 24? Yeah, that'll hit. Also. <laughs> Sorry, being DACA makes me really aggressive. Good. All right. It's like su summer Corey. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> I'll get you. Um, all right, so that is. I'm so happy. Eight slashing damage and 11 sneak attack damage. Please drop me. <laughs> yeah, it most certain. Like, you just feel yourself not even like getting dropped. It hadn't lifted you up because you're a pretty large creature. Uh, and it just sort of like begun dragging you towards itself. So you just see this streak of Daka racing in front of you. <laughs> yeah. And before you can even really process what's happening uh, with this red mohawk just racing by, with three quick flourishes, the actual tendril itself just dissipates, uh, seeming have been cut off uh, by Daka running through. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to run towards Locks. Okay. All right. So, uh, next up is uh, Wuta. You feel uh, Domri coming back towards the uh, towards the top of the cave mouth, and he raises his hands up again and just the old gods have filled me with their strength. And once again, he uses the thunder cloud that Zadia had built to strike down. Uh, but he is actually going to be striking down uh, on uh, Lox and Daka, uh, as wow. the two of them had then converged onto a single point. So uh, when Daka comes back, they will need to make a uh, dexterity save, but Lox, you will also need to make a dex save. Or take the brunt of 20 damage. What the fuck? You jiving? I'm jiving. Jiving to that uh that feel good that feel good music. I'm listening to um Perfect Circle. The electric uh, electric slide. Uh by the by, on a scale of one to forty-four, I'm feeling about an eight. <laughs> okay. Is that before calculating in damage? No, that that's calculating in the damage. Okay. So, Daka, you are going to need to make a dexterity save as after you had converged on Lox's position, Domri had once again shown himself from over the cliff face and used the uh used the large thundercloud. All right, my dex save is 24. Okay, you are only going to be taking 10 points of lightning damage then. Ouch. Also, you're not exhausted. I made the concentration save. Yeah. Wait, I'm gonna be exhausted at the end of this? Yeah, at the end of the haste, you can't take an action. Yeah, oh. it's like you're like crashing from a sugar high. Uh, and then Domri is once again going to kind of walk back away from the edge of the cliff, and you just see him sink down like he's possibly laying on the ground. Lox will just yell, let's not, you know, be this close. <laughs> okay. Uh, so then next up is going to be uh, one dude who is grappled and does not want to become the offering to this large purple <laughs> monster. Uh, and he does not make it. Uh, and then the other two that are there are going to strike out one against Zadia with a natural 20 to hit. Oh boy. Fucking hit you in the face with my hooves, bitch. <laughs> Uh, for six points of slashing damage. Oh, you're fine. Okay, I, can't, I can fucking take that. Uh, and then, Wuta, there's uh, a 14 headed your way. It did not go. You're, <laughs> you're fine. 
Uh, so then next up is going to be Zadia. And this well, large crage mm -hmm. is right in front of you. Well, I'm going to... Uh, Dissipate the lightning! Dissipate the lightning! <laughs> Shh! Oh. I'm, I'm going to grab uh, Wuta and try to drag him back with me. So move my 40 speed to 20 speed. So 20 feet away from this thing. And then I'm going to cast Wall of Thorns around this thing and drop my um, Call Lightning. Okay. So As you are moving away, it is going to make an attack of opportunity against you uh, as you try and drag uh, another one of its uh, another one of its amazing morsels away. Okay. Uh, that is going to be a twenty-five to hit. What the fuck? Ow. So uh, this. You know, just that just misses. So. Just <laughs> misses. <laughs> Uh, so you are going to take a total of 20 points of piercing damage. Uh, as you try and leave, you just see that its side splits open to reveal this large set of purple jaws with these teeth that sort of seem to be made out of either bones or other bits and pieces from things that it has digested or that it has learned how to mimic. Uh, as it attempts to take a bite onto you as you leave. And it does. Uh, but yes, yeah, so you manage to pull Wuta away uh, after having taken this damage. Make a concentration check. Because you might not even have to willingly drop uh, it. Yeah. Well, with a one. Yeah. The, the large cloud above you begins to dissipate. No longer there. Okay. Uh, well, then I'm going to cast Wall of Thorns. And I'm going to create a uh, 20 foot high and uh, it's 20 foot diameter circle around it. It's 20 feet high and five foot thick uh, to kind of wrap around it so its tentacles can't keep lashing out at us. Um, and it has to make a deck saving throw of 15. It does not. Cool, Even with all them horse leggies. That's uh, 78 of damage that I can do. <laughs> so many! Um, this is why I wanted the staff, the staff of, of the woodlands. woodlands. Yeah, I think I have 78. That's six. I have one more. Seven. Uh, so the, the damage says pick up all the dice on the table and roll them. <laughs> Where are my D8? I just rolled them. <laughs> We're going to need more dice. dice. I know I have an extra dice. one. <laughs> I really hope they don't roll off my fucking desk because I do not have a- You know what? I don't know where my extra oh, one is. no. I have too many dice. I hope they don't roll off. Oh, no. What a conundrum. Look, that's okay. what, when you say gone forever, the dice are just gone forever. So that's three, that's six, uh, uh, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 points of damage to that bitch. Ooh. Um, and uh, it says um, a creature can move through the wall, albeit slowly and painfully. For every one foot of a creature moves through the wall, it must spend four feet of its movement, so it moves at one fourth of the speed. Furthermore, the first time a creature enters the wall on a, on a turn or ends its turn there, the creature must make a dexterity saving throw. It takes 78 slashing damage on a failed save. 
We just okay. run away and it'll kill itself. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's all like. Uh, yeah. Weird and gross, but sure. Um, <laughs> next up, locks. Uh, after you. Um, oh, wait, 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 yep. wait, wait, wait. I have a bonus action. I'm going to, with Lux, I'm going to use my bonus action of my bomb of summer court, and I'm going to spend 3d6 to heal him. Um. And that is four, five, six, seven, plus it says one temporary HP per dice spent, so that is 10 points. <laughs> Dang. So I get seven and heal 10, or get 10 temp? Uh, you got you got seven hit, hit points healed, and then you have three temporary hit points. Cool, 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 cool. This is gonna be interesting. Nice. So, uh, next up, Lox. Um, as you see, Lox this is just... large wall of thorns just appear around this creature, and it just Turns. shreds the tribesmen that were there. We're just gonna oh, say yeah. that they just get shredded because there's no way they lived through that. Yeah, it's piercing damage. So as the wall comes up, it's just like. <laughs> uh, as Lox turns to like carefully walk away from the creature so he's not in range anymore from his ring of spell storing i'm casting cure wounds on myself at third level yeah oh and heal eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen points of damage yeah yeah okay i'm also gonna use a bonus action to eat a second level spell slot to get back two points of sorcery Okie dokie. So, uh, it is now the creature's turn. Uh, and rather than going through the wall, you actually hear a kind of like shuffling noise, as well as what sounds like hooves that are kind of beating into uh, brush, po brush piles. And you watch from the tube that you have created for this creature, just oozing out of the top of it, this large purple creature, as these hooves drag down and climb over the side of this wall of thorns. I feel like he should still take some damage. Oh, he will. Oh, thank God. Pardon? <laughs> so, uh... That's so gross. So make your wall of thorns roll, but he won't have to move through all five feet as this huge sized creature. You can just yeah, I mean, he has to make a dex save. Yeah, it's still seven d eight. Yeah, but makes the dex save this time. Um. Okay, so that's seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, 22, 23, 24, 25. So that's a total of 12 points of damage. Yeah. I wish I would have taken the full 25 because that would have been so cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you all watch as this creature just begins like getting up towards the top and then its body just loses grip, falling forward and just slams itself onto the ground in front of you. Uh, so <laughs> it is going to take uh, eight points of damage from its fall. 
but that is when you see uh, it actually tries to lash out with its tendrils towards the lot of you as you uh, begin to make your escape. So, uh, who is all... Daka, you are still near Locks. I mean, I haven't had a chance to move away from him yet. Okay. So, no, Locks moved away. Okay. Oh. Uh, so... You are all still within its reach, so it is going to try and grab at each of you with its tendrils. Uh, so, Zadia, once more, you find yourself with this large purple tendril around you. Uh, Wuta, you do not. You are safe. Uh, Daka, you are also safe. And then Lox, uh, is a 13 enough for you? Nope. Okay, so Zadia is now wrapped around uh, with this large purple tendril uh, <laughs> that begins to pull you back towards it uh, as you had only moved 20 feet away from where it was. So it is actually going to now take a bite attack on you after it is reeled oh, you no. in. Uh, at least it's going to try. Does Zadia a not 15 hit? It, if I only had my fucking shield out. Uh, yeah, because my armor is 14. Okay. So, you are then going to take 25 points of piercing damage. I'm out. <laughs> I have 24 points left. So, the three of you see Zadia's body just get... And it just brings her into this large maw. And then the maw closes. No... Uh, Oops. Next up is Wu Ta. Alright. Uh, I guess it'd be like, Zodia, we'll get you out. And he just starts hacking with axes. Okay. Alright. Oh. Uh,. So, 14 doesn't hit, right? No. 22 does hit. Yes. And, yeah, okay. Uh, 15 doesn't hit either, right? No, 15 does not. All right. So, there are those. And it has been wounded before, correct? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I made sure. <laughs> All right. So, and then uh, plus four. Gonna add four more horse legs to that. Eleven. <laughs> oh, <laughs> eleven. Fourteen, four, Fourteen points of damage as Ooh. as he comes in with the two axes and just juke, juke. Gross, but awesome. I dig it. So, uh, you have begun laying into it. Daka, you have seen your, uh, your centaur co-worker question, uh, <laughs> just get swallowed, uh, by this crage. What would you like to do? Oh, that is not a fate that I would want to have. Um, oh, me neither. Is the, uh, so Wutas is adjacent to it, yes? Yes. Okay, I'm coming in for attacks. So first attack, uh, 17. 
17 does not hit. All right, second attack. Does not hit. Third attack. Um, 18. An 18 does not hit. All right. 18 plus or just 18 on the die? No, eight, eight, 18, 18 total. Okay. Uh, I imagine she comes through just dragging her swords ineffectually down its side. Yeah. Just and keeps it, going. As your swords are, pre- are pressing up against its hide, it's like when you push the side of a snake, how you can see that it kind of just bends in from the pressure, but there's no real solid structure keeping your finger from moving along it. Is that like a common thing that Americans do? Just like push the sides of snakes? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. You haven't heard of the annual snake pushing festival? <laughs> I grew up in a small town. <gasps> it's, just a, it's just a week after annual. Like, I grew up in a very small island, day. but nobody was like, you know, like when you push the side of a snake. We didn't have a lot to do. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna name three Grandpa Graybeard things. Here's three festivals. Three festivals in towns that I grew up by: the Brown Trout Festival. The Posen Potato Festival and Aw Sneak Old Fashioned Days. <laughs> so yes, that there were dumb string, festivals. That last string of words sounds like a gnome's name. That's not uh, a real Aw Sneak Old Fashioned Days. Um, <laughs> Aw Sneak Old Fashioned just sounds like a drink. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Daka, what are you doing? Oh, oh, yeah, I... you ran by and tried to hit it. Uh, so... I did a run by. I did a drive by. I am now 80 feet away from it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Zadia, make a death saving throw. No. Uh... Oh, no. I rolled a two. Okay, that is a fail. It's not a one. It's not a yes. one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, right. do I, is this, like, there's nothing I can add to that. <laughs> nope. Uh, so, next up, locks. Can I see Zadia still there? You can see a, a lump inside of it that you think might be Zadia, but it also <laughs> ate quite a few people earlier today. <laughs> is it purple translucent or just like purple? It's a solid purplish color. Fuck me. Either the creature kills me or locks kills me. I have a thing. I have a thing that could bring you back up. It's gonna suck. <laughs> no, don't jump in its mouth. This is what I get for like trying to kill somebody else and not me. <laughs> um, you see the manta, the fucking manta cloak go inside. Crab legs come out. I'm gonna hate every single thing of this. <laughs> and then he starts running towards it and uses his climb speed to go up. Like up the side of the creature? Like up the front of the creature oh, and like okay. near its mouth. You're not sure where the mouth is. Where the, the, the area where I thought she went in. Where you feel like the mouth is. You remember seeing it kind of like open up from the chest but you've also uh, seen it open up from the top to let things in. Wherever Zadia is, hopefully. Okay. Can I roll like a perception to try and track her through the fucking monster? <laughs> Make a medicine Whatever check. Whatever internal organs this thing has. Oh, 
Oh, um, that's a 16 plus 6, 22. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you're fairly certain you know where Zadia is. And that uh, you're very near this creature's mouth. Uh, I'm going to take that boomstick I got earlier. <laughs> okay. I really hope this doesn't kill you. <laughs> Shoves it near the mouth and lets it go. Okay. So, uh... <laughs> on the inside. That is going to be... It needs to make a... <laughs> It makes the saving throw, but you are still going to do 2d6 halved to it of fire damage. As it shoots fire in a 30-foot line, which just sort of, like, burns a hole into this creature. Five points of fire damage. <laughs> okay. Alrighty, so... That is... Does he happen to see Zadia? If the hole's open, I'm climbing in. So it's not a very big hole. It was just like a small, like, nozzle-sized hole that got blown into it. It didn't bust out in a cone. It was shooting in a uh, more like a stream of flame. Uh, but you can see that there is quite a bit of it that has been burned into this hole. And as you begin to look at it and think to yourself, okay, I'm going to climb it. Uh, the creature actually goes after you and you watch as this hole begins to open larger and larger and larger into a, into a visible mouth and it is going to try and bite against you. Oh, fuck. If you heal me, I can attack it from the inside. Uh, that is going to be a 24 to hit. Nah. Okay, so that is going to be... 21 points of piercing damage. Oh, oh boy. I, did you drop? No, I'm alive. I'm alive. Just barely. All right. Uh, and then does a 16 hit you? Just. You. The rest of you see one of these purple tendrils just wrap around Lox's waist after it takes a large bite out of him. Uh, and then there is going to be one coming towards Daka. Uh, with a 25... 80 feet away. 80 feet? Okay. It does not actually... It tries to reach out towards you, but can't. Uh, so then, Wu Ta. Uh, a 23, I'm assuming, is going to wrap around you. Uh, and then you end up getting brought closer to its large form as well. But it doesn't make any extra attacks against you. Okay. So then, next up, Wu Ta and Daka. Oh, uh, Locks. Make a concentration check for the bite attack to maintain hold of your haste. Uh, ooh. Wait, it's half the damage, right? Yeah. I make it with a 16 and 6. Okay. Nice. Sounds good. So. Oh, Lux, you are my hero. Wuta, what are you doing? Uh, a whole flurry of axes just trying to Cut through its side. Oh, and uh, Hunter's Mark wise, do I still feel the guy is up there? Yeah, you still feel like he's up there. Okay. But we can't see him. No. 
Okay. Yeah, and it feels like he has just progressively been moving farther and farther away. Alright, then, uh... I will... No, I gotta attack. That's better. Okay, so... Uh, plus seven... Stop up on 20... 21. 21 hits. And, uh... Yeah, over 21. Yep. And that's, uh... 15 doesn't hit, so... Alright. So that's... 3d8. Plus seven. So it's 16... 17... 18 points of damage. Alrighty. Uh Oh, and Colossus Slayer. Yeah. So another D8. Uh, Five more. It would be D8 per hit, right? Or can you only use Colossus Slayer once? It's once. Okay. So another five, you said? Yep. Okay. Sounds good. This thing is looking mightily injured. Like it is having a hard time keeping this large mass together almost daka alright I'm coming in I'm going to try and uh, cut that tentacle that's got locked ooh yes finally alright um, 21 okay That'll which hit. I know hits yeah. <laughs> so um, here comes damage uh, that is plus 2 or plus 3 I haven't memorized my stats quite yet uh, all right, so that's six slashing damage, and then thirteen sneak attack damage, and here comes two more attacks. Um, so I got, I, I cut the tentacle with locks. Did that? Yeah, did it that severed it? the tentacle. Okay, uh, and then I, I imagine that she like leaps up and cuts the tentacle, and then she's gonna try and just bury her swords into the side of the thing as she like drags her horse body down his body. <sighs> Like a mess. All right, that one will miss. Okay. Oh, nice. 22. That'll hit. All right, uh, sword damage. And since this one's my bonus action, there's no uh, bonus to the damage, but that's going to be four slashing damage. Okay. And that's what I'm doing. Just, yeah. <laughs> okay. Zadia. And then when I land, I'll take off again. Sounds uh. good. Zadia, <laughs> make a death save. Live! To the 12. That's a success. Get it. Question. Yes. Would my weight mean anything to this thing? Like, okay. Nope. She's got a lot of horse legs. It has adapted. (laughs) <laughs> oh god you're right <laughs> she's a big gal but not that big alrighty uh, locks it is your turn busting out a cure 2 from the healing ring uh, okay 8 and 5 so that's 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 I'm up everybody I'm fine <laughs> oh whoa that's damage hold on <laughs> other way other way other way other way, other way. Uh, <laughs> dyslexic and colorblind but I'm whoops. basically dead <laughs> basically dead 
And then bonus action, I'm going to convert another. Oh, I know, I don't need to. I'll convert three sorcery points. No, I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't. I'm gonna. I can't get out of here. Anybody I just pull out a dagger, and I'm just gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dab into it. Try and cut her out of there. Yeah, I'm gonna try to cut this out. <laughs> did you? Out. Did you want a ride? I could have given you a ride out of there, brah. Does it 18 hit? No. No. <laughs> it's cool. It's Gucci. That's my turn. Okay. So, yeah, Do me a favor. See... Don't die and don't lose concentration. Lux brings out a dagger and just tries to stab into this creature. Uh, and it is very much like you just see the, the, the flesh just sink in, but it's not cutting anything. It seems very rubbery in its texture. Uh, and then it is going to be its turn. Uh, and it is going to try and swallow you once more, uh, as you are still just on it, I'm assuming, although not wrapped, uh, via tendril. Yeah, if it opens up, I'm falling in, probably. Yep, it's gonna try. Uh, Lox, I am so sorry. That's a natural 20. Was that a natural 20, Mr. Sir? That was! Hey, Lox. Lox, find the druid and heal her so she can wild shape inside of this creature, please. It depends on how much damage this is coming through. <laughs> For 30... Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Oh, no. You don't even need to calculate. That you said 30, right? 39 points of damage. Ugh. He's down. Okay. Right. And you guys just see Lox just get and brought into the all your healers are like dead 80 80 feet away uh daka's haste runs out and she trips and you just see a cloud of dust skid <laughs> about 20 feet okay oh. uh so uh wuta a tendril is right. going to try and come out against you to try and get you in its hold uh right. does a 16 hit no. Okay. Because I, I parry it away with one of my axes. Okay. Yeah. And then, so you parry out the first one. And while you are doing that, a second one snakes up around you and grabs you around the waist, bringing uh, you closer toward it. So once more, you are just on this creature. <laughs> chop, chop. <laughs> All right. But it is your go. All right. A, it, unto himself, a whirlwind of doom. Okay, well, that's a, that's a one. But the other two are 18s plus, uh, like, seven. Yeah. So uh, those hit. hit. So that's 3d8. Um, get back in the circle. There it is. 12, 12 plus 7 is 19. What does Wuta do in order to bring this creature uh, crumbling that's down? Right. All right. So it's it's at the tentacle that's got him, and then he sinks this one in, and he just drags it along, oh, and, and and then the third one comes across like this, and the and he had stretched this section out, and then the third one comes down. It just sort of lops off the section, and the and the 
the lifeblood primordial ooze of it the innards come just boom come out like a it it's deflates like a balloon and the uh, the guts of it pour out of it because once he he knew he had its guts he just cut a hole in it so that stuff would pour out Zadia unlocks just like <laughs> yeah yeah Zadia gets shot out uh Zadia make another death save oh oh you'll be fine it's okay just don't roll a one I got a turn on the dot that's good that's still a success you're you're still oh. good Okay. And then Loxie will also need to make a death save. As you also come shooting out of this uh, this gross, freshly made hole. Natural 20. You, nice! You get spat Boy. back out onto the ground with one hit point, up <laughs> and well aware. Uh, but you see that there are all these other like half-digested bodies that are getting spit out of the innards of this creature as you all watch it deflate. Uh, and Daka, 80 feet away, you see this creature just begin to turn into a pile of yuck on the ground. Keep like Daka, a bouncy castle. Like oh. the, the, the cloud of dust that uh, got kicked up uh, when Daka fell over um, is just beginning to settle. And she's like lying on her side on the ground. Um, she's got like a little like streak of blood down the side of her face. And she just like, she like beats on the floor or on the ground with her fist and she pushes herself back up and comes running back to you. <laughs> Assu assuming she's getting back into the fight and then she realizes that it's over. <laughs> and then she looks uh, a little disappointed. Alox is going to point to Zadia, use healing word, bring her back with Five. seven hit points. Uh, Daka will trot up uh, and look at Wuta and be like, do you have him? Yeah. She's gonna put out. A, she's gonna put out a hand to <laughs> offer to let him ride on her back. Oh, nice! All right, all right. Big, big just, elephant lump. <laughs> yep, just pull him up, and uh, the two of them are gonna go running after him. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you're running after Domri. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so you know. That in the location that you were in, you would have to run out of the canyon and then find a way to get up onto that shelf. There is no easy way to actually get up there. Yes, locks. Can I see Domery? Like no. he's still there, like screaming. No, he no. had left okay. at this point. Uh, Wuta can still feel uh, him there because of Hunter's Mark, though. Um. Oh, <gasps> I can do a thing. What can you do? Gross. Tell me. <laughs> what can you do? How tall is this cliffside? This cliffside is about 80 feet from top what? to bottom. Okay. Mm. Um, if you guys can jump 20 feet, <laughs> I can do something. <laughs> um, let me see how tall this is. Uh, is it a concentration spell or a once per time it's, spell? It's 20 feet high or 20 feet across. Okay, so it's technically, oh no, that's radius. It's six, I can do something that's 60 foot tall. It's not 80 feet tall. Is it coming out from the ground? Yes. Okay. So I guess I can't Can do she anything. pull it? Can she pull the mountain out and make a ramp? 
What you I could can check. Do. Mold Earth, if you have it. What you I do not do. have Mold Earth. But, uh, uh... Is a piston-style thing where you shoot them at an angle? <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I can okay, I took a I, running start. I can uh with an elephant on my back. Okay, so I can either create a sixty foot tall tree or I can use erupting earth and try to shoot you guys into the earth into the air. <laughs> but you might take damage. It looks. I think you know what I want. I think you know what I want. All right. I'm all good either way. Uh... Okay. <laughs> Daka, make a make an athletics or acrobatics check uh, as you get launched through the air. This would be with advantage because of the erupting earth. But it's also a disadvantage because there is a loxodon on your back, so just roll so it cancels flat. out. Roll flat and hope to God you don't fail. Cross your fingers, everybody. I've got expertise in both of those things, so let's see how it goes. Oh, that's beautiful. You, you'd love to see that. That's a 15 on the die. Uh, I've got a plus eight with acrobatics. Twenty-three. <laughs> We go flying through the air, dual wielding friends. Go flying through the air. So I, I want to think that they don't know it's coming. So no! like they're, How they're the running. fuck would you know this is coming? They're running. <laughs> they're running through the cliffside, and Sonny's just still on the ground, like oh, idiots, and then just kind of like, <laughs> and then just <laughs> so. This is particularly frightening for Daka, who is afraid of heights. So she goes flying through the air. So he's like, "You got this." All right. So, uh, as we as we are already late in the evening, typically longer than what we normally run because the fight ran on a bit long. Uh, this is what happens. So you guys, uh, Daka, you get into your running start. Wuta, you are on Daka's back, and like a weird god of death, you can just see four <laughs> arms and four <laughs> weapons just getting ready uh, to go out onto 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 unknown heights, unknown. And as Daka in full on run mode, Zadia, you just thrust with an erupting earth spell this large pillar that in a piston-like fashion shoots them up into the air. And Zadia, you and Lox watch as there is just this dust trail of these two yelling, you would call them idiots, but mm, they're doing the thing successfully. And you see them rocketing up into the air. The camera shifts over and you see Domri raid, uh, from the ground where he had been just kind of laying down, he hears that the, the fight has ended and he picks himself up and he stands and he kind of dusts his pants and he begins walking away, just kind of calling this whole thing a wash. He'll, he'll get his plans better next time. Uh, and that is when he hears a rumbling sound 
unlike that of which he's never heard before. And in that moment, he turns around, and as he does, and he looks over the edge of this cliff face, just, ah! like, shooting up from what would be nothing, the two of them, just getting ready to lay the smack down. And as it, as you see that, it pans back over to Domery, who puts his hands up to try and defend it, and the last scene that we see is just the shadow of Daka and Wuta just descending upon him. And as they approach, there is a squelching sound as the screen goes black. And that is where we will call it for tonight's session. Is shooting a centaur and a lox- with a loxodon riding them 80 feet into the sky. Wuta is trumpeting it. Dixie from his. That's screen. exactly what I was just gonna say. It's not Dixie. But... <laughs> yes, those Duke boys they did sure did make that jump. Oh my God! Yes. So, says, there are no gods here. <laughs> I kind of feel like I, I kind of want to put input. Like I wish, like Saudi, I would like go to Lox and like watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Just tosses him. There's that shittering giggle again. <laughs> it's instead of hold my beer, it's hold my spleen. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to say first and foremost, thank you to you players. I didn't think that you were gonna be sending fucking flying centaurs and elephants at me in this game, but you but you did, and I'm happy for it. So thank you to everybody and thank you to our lovely audience for sticking around and watching us do stupid shit like this um and i had an absolute blast dming so rj where can we find you what do you do everybody i'm r justice you can find me at i'm rj here on the show you can catch me at r justice 282 on twitter and twitch where i sometimes stream with these lovely folks video games and i tweet about the nerdy things in my life and you can catch me on mondays on the Four Keeps homebrew adventure as Calum the Shatterkai cleric, and a bunch of other games coming up. Look forward to them. Yes. All right. And Satan, where can we find you? What do you do? Um, you can find me at Ellis Vamp with two Ps over on Twitter, where similar to RJ, I tweet about nerdy stuff and go and things that are going on in my life that I think people like to laugh at. Um, you can find me over uh playing Thursdays, I'm playing with Demma Berry, who's running Horde of the Dragon Queen, and I play as Shadokai Shadow Sorcerer. And then on Saturdays, you can find me over at my main channel, which is Plot Hunters, where I play Alina, the half drill barbarian. Um, and I have a bunch of more games coming up. In May, I'm going to be playing Ghost of uh, Ghost of Stopmarsh with the lovely Greybeard, uh, run by Demma Berry. Uh, who I, I will be playing a tiefling warlock named Pat. And tomorrow, I will be here DMing for the first real time uh, with, and then uh, Ender's gonna play, Artie's gonna play, Greybeard's gonna play, Doc, um, Wings, I hope Ray. you can watch, Ellie. <laughs> um, <laughs> And um, yeah, and I'm very excited. And if all goes well and Endor will have me back, I did just buy Uncaged Anthology, which is a bunch of real cool mythological based one shots. 
uh, that I'm very, very excited to start running. And there's 25 one shots in there, and they're all pretty cool. Uh, just saying. <laughs> and yeah, that's what I got going on. Awesome. All right, GB, where can we find you? What do you do? I'm Graybeard of Graybeard Tavern. You can find me tomorrow night in that game as uh, Magnificence, the uh, Magnificence, the Unbound, a uh, tiefling, and uh, it's uh, like only the second tiefling I've ever played. So uh, it's a little weird, but uh, eh, I'm old, so tieflings didn't exist for quite some time. So anyway, uh, you can find me on. Sundays on my own show on my own channel playing Darkest Dungeon where I've got a few toys that we play with. I I don't know. And then uh hopefully I'll be playing in like these twenty five one shots that someone's gonna run. <laughs> Please. Please. <laughs> I will run them all for you. Yes. <laughs> uh other than that, I'll be in uh, the Saltmarsh uh, game uh, coming in May, and uh, we'll see what else shows up. Hopefully, uh, I've got a bunch of feelers out there for May, so we'll see. Yes. And Danae, where can we find you? What do you do? Wings, also known as Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do nerdy drawings, mostly related to D&D, &D. um, some of which have drawings uh featuring our uh, Simic hybrid blocks uh, because he has ridiculous anatomy that I needed to figure out at four in the morning the other night. Yeah. Um, so if you want to see doodles of him and Tuna, who is adorable and lovely, then you can go to DanaeKeener.com and check that out. Also, I'm here on Mondays and eventually I'm going to be running Curse of Strahd. Uh, not next week, but the week after probably. Week after, so Maybe. two weeks, yep. The week after next week. Next week we're uh, wrapping up uh, Waterdeep uh, with the epilogue. Um, so tune in for that and then catch up on Curse of Strahd with the first two episodes because we're going to be getting into it and I'm going to be drinking lots of blood. I hope not. Fine. Real quick before we leave, um, if you want to see Zadia, there's a lovely drawing of her over on my Twitter. Uh, made my my best friend, uh, Vaxis, who's in the chat right now, Vaxis Art. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you, Vaxis. So he, he did the lovely drawing of, Z of Zadia. If you guys want to check it out on my Twitter. It's real good. You should post a link to that Twitter in the Discord chat so that way people can follow it. Uh, I will. And I am the Indoor Adventurer. Uh, if you have made it this far into the stream, you probably knew that. But if you didn't, hey, guy, what's up? Why aren't we friends yet? Let's be friends. Uh, I run games and play in games here at Indoor Adventures. Our Twitch, our new Twitch URL, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and in May, also Thursday. That's right. Four nights a week, you can find us here. Some of us, in a variety of ways and circumstances anyways, uh, doing the same thing that you saw here tonight, which is playing games uh, with our friends and having a good time. There is also a Patreon if you want to go and help uh, support the show. Uh, that is patreon.com slash theindooradventurer, because I haven't gotten around to changing the URL for that one yet. 
Uh, but if you go there, then you can find the after show that we do called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from our, uh, not only from each other, but from the community as a whole about uh, about the game that we just played. And tonight, I believe there is going to be plenty of questions being asked because I know I have a lot of questions that I would like to know the answers to. So, with that in mind, consider checking out and supporting our Patreon or going to twitch.tv or uh, youtube.com and looking up Indoor Adventures uh, and checking us out there. It would really mean a lot. Uh, or leave a review on any of the audio platforms that we have. Uh, because I like seeing responses from people. I think it's really fun. Uh, but with that in mind, guys, you did an excellent job in Ravnica. Give yourselves a round of applause. I'm so glad I got to launch a centaur and an elephant up into the air. I didn't know how badly I wanted it until it happened. <laughs> right. Uh, it is April 2nd, and you are loved. And we will see you guys later. All right, everybody. Bye-bye.